Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. This week we got the Wombat. Yep. And we got Anthony. Yo. Yo. MTV Raps. Did you know that? I did know that. Damn right. I did know that. Well, we got a show this week. Um, We're going to talk about Xbox. Okay. I I played a brand new Turok game. You can believe that. Really? Yeah, no, I know that game. It's not that yeah, good. We'll talk about it. <laughs> so it's we'll... more exciting than it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I saw it, I was irritated. So <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. And I will I will once again scream at the heavens that uh, quality is better than quantity. I got a lot of ID games to talk about this week, and I don't have a lot of them to talk about pleasantly. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get this party started quickly with Anthony. Yeah, so uh, we finished up Remember Me. Um, That game, when it wanted to be interesting, did a really good job, but most of the time it just fell back into the smack buttons to beat up guys and the combat sucked. Um, towards the latter half, we've enjoyed it more. Um, but yeah, that, that was a thing. Um, I've been playing, um, I played more Darius. I have to write the reviews. I'm still trying to figure out if I write them. Cause it's like, there's so much overlap inside baseball. I suppose there's so much overlap in these two collections that writing them separately seems like I'm just going to repeat myself a lot, but putting them together, there's enough differences where that's, and they're sold as two different packages. That doesn't make any sense either. So I'm just trying to figure out, I'm going to do what I'm going to decide on that. But, um, Hey, Darius is really good. Um, I played, uh, I've been, I picked up hotel dusk or again, not picked up, but I actually had it. And I was like, I never finished it. So I'm playing that in my spare time, just kind of bringing it around, playing it on break at work. And then um, more Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I actually messaged Ryan and said, like, this reminds me a bit of Shadow of the Colossus. Um, because it, it's it's this world that's clearly been lived in and everything had a purpose, which I can't say the same for, like, the only other game that kind of comes to mind, which is uh, Breath of the Wild. Like, a lot of that just kind of felt like it needed to be there. Um, I never felt like I was going in this 
these these ruins you know even when there was ruins i'm like this doesn't feel like it was here for anything other than just to be a place where it visually would be different than the rest of the world um also something i realized while i was playing today actually was uh wow it's really good when you don't have to worry about weapons breaking that you can just take on everybody because that's what i do every time i see mongols i'm like fight me like um come at me bro yeah basically <laughs> i have the final stance too which i love the moon stance oh that's not the final one. Oh, okay yeah. well yeah, i have the there's a secret one i have the yep. unlockable stance um i i finally had a couple duels and um those are some of the best parts of the game um the are you in the, hey Anthony? Are you in the second part of the island? No, yet? no, 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 no. Okay, all right. The duel I, for the duel for the bow. The long bow favorite. is one of my is my yeah. favorite. Until I so I the the two I did the first two I did one was the long bow. I was like, this is really awesome. Yeah, and then I did the one for the strike, the lightning strike. Oh yeah, yeah. the heavenly heavenly, heavenly strike. strike. Heavenly yeah. strike. That was a better duel. Because he says a line, and it's like, why are you not coming at me? Or whatever. It's like, I'm learning. And then it tells you just to do it. I'm like, this is exactly how this segment... Because I thought I was going to just finish the fight, and then he'd have it. No, it makes you do it in that fight. I was like, this is so well done. Um, but I, there's... There's been one mission that I didn't like, which is the forest mission. Like, it was a side mission where there was the folklore tale or whatever where the like people go into the woods and then they disappear i was like the outcome of that kind of sucked um it's kind of a letdown i was hoping it'd be like a single person um but uh the the legend tales are like the um the ones that are based off like a legend are really neat um there is one mission where you go to a town that's all women do you both of you know which one i'm talking about yeah, yeah, that has the one guy there, the one samurai. Yeah, yep. yeah, I love that. <laughs> that yeah, was that so was, well that's a great mission. Uh, yeah. Again, they play with the game mechanics in, in in telling the story, and I was like really impressed by that. So, um, and then the other thing that I'm, I thought of while I was playing this game more was how this is kind of like a really good post-apocalyptic game to some extent. Like, I realize it's not like a nuclear fallout, but like. You're just going through just wastelands and and dead bodies everywhere that have been slaughtered and um, just these burnt out villages. And it's so weird because it's like, I I can't think of another game where I felt like this has just happened. Like, less so of like, wow, this game is built really well. I'm like, oh shit, like this is ruins. Like, I'm, I'm impressed by this game for a lot of different reasons. It's getting stuff that like getting stuff right that I'm surprised because it's not something I would think about. Like the way that the, like I was on the bottom of a cliff on the um, shoreline today and then climbing back up, it was so natural because like, just the way the rocks are formed, you can jump back up, but it doesn't from a distance. It doesn't look like that. Um, it, it's yeah, funny. Wait. Wait, Anthony, by the way, on the the destruction of villages and stuff until you get to the third act. Okay. Wow. It's, there's right. some really cool stuff there. Um, the I, I like, after you told me to bow at a frog statue, which does absolutely nothing other than <laughs> just summon a bunch of frogs or yep. whatever, depending on. Have you bowed at the dead bodies? Yes. Yeah, where he says something each time. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's there's some pretty uh some pretty fucked up stuff. I've also saw that you can cut off limbs sometimes. Yeah, with the heavenly strike specifically, Strike, yeah. you can cut it off. Yeah, and, and just I didn't know that was a thing. So watching that was brutal. Well, um, the 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 final stance lets you do something that will intimidate foes, and it's just yeah, it's yeah. It's well, crazy. I use the perfect parry and the intimidating foes, and that, there's in there's a spoiler. I suppose there's a trophy for watching letting a guy run a bit of it, like as he's fleeing, shooting him with a bow and <laughs> knocking yeah. him down. Um, the uh, so the the um, it, speaking of the the duels, um, there's a I'm going to tell you there's a there's a mythic tale in the second area that's called the Six Blades of Kojiro. Yes, I've, I've, that's that's you get armor right for that. You do, yeah, um, but it's the, been, it shows it what that you get it on that quest. I, yeah, no the entire there. the entire quest is six samurai duels and they're scattered all throughout the second place in different um like different settings uh and it's it's really cool the way they the way they pick like the areas where you duel with those guys yeah that's another thing like just the the setup of those arenas and and the visuals it like uh <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, sorry guys. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just letting it sit. Um, uh, yeah, just uh, really enjoying this game still. Um, it's a really good game. I can't, I can't think of anything I can talk about in detail because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, about it, I, I, I did like that. There's a white dye merchant that you have to find to dye your clothes white. Because I've been doing that with all mine, um, and what uh, else is there? There's I, I like the leveling up system. I'm pretty powerful now, um, but I have a charm that's kind of breaks the game, where it's I heal out of combat. So as long as I can break combat, I can heal. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is uh, it makes parries easier to do. So I'm barely getting hit now. I had to be pretty overwhelmed to die. Um, I'm more likely to die by jumping off of something that I shouldn't. Um, you haven't got the roll yet. No, because I'm I'm I keep forgetting to take it because I just kept upgrading the stances. Oh yeah, yeah. The just is... just a tip: the roll doesn't work from all distances. No, so. I know. It's an unrealistic distance; it still won't work. But yeah. it, it'll it'll give you a pretty nice height you can jump off of. But um. Yeah, just making it through this game, like, it's one of those, now I'm hoping the next Zelda game doesn't have breakable weapons. That's the biggest takeaway from this, is that, like, you feel better exploring when you don't have to constantly worry about your, just everything you have shattering into a million pieces, which was fine. I, I didn't have an issue with it, but, like, it, it at the time, but, like, playing this now, it's like, I'm like, oh, I seem to get in combat a lot more in this. And I'm like, yeah, because everything that I did in the other game, like in uh, Breath of the Wild, I had to worry about stuff breaking. And the only reason why they're comparable in any sense, because otherwise they're very different games with different sort of uh, goals to achieve, is that it's this big open world and there's very little that you can't access. Um, even though uh, Jin can't just climb any surface, it is it is still very similar in the way like if you see something you can probably get to it 
Um, and it's when you're going to have enemies in this world, especially just roaming enemies that are like have a hostage or something. I'm glad I can just take it on without having to worry about like, oh, I'm four strikes away from this sword breaking. Um, it's just an interesting thing because it wasn't something I had an issue with at the time, but now in hindsight, I'm like, I really wish that wasn't there. Um, can I talk about Fight Crab now, Ken? Oh my god, I don't remember what the date yeah, is. Yeah, I, I forgot and I realized, like, oh, I'm, that review might have to be done today. Uh, let me see. I saw they announced it for... Um... No, you can't. Not till the 29th. Oh, good. I have a couple more days to write a review. Well, watch the trailer. It's That's... coming to Switch. That's in the yeah, news. Yeah, I think, I think it's coming to Switch later, though, right? Yeah, I forget. Let me... I. Just got the PR on Friday. September 15th is when it's yeah. coming to Switch. I mean, look, it, it, the title, this, besides potentially being a, a play on Fight Club, is pretty much all you need to know about this game. Watch the trailer, look at the name, and that's all the details you need about it. Um, yeah, so that's it for me. Um, we're playing Call of Cthulhu. I haven't started it yet. So The new one? Yeah, yeah, the new one, not the... Bethesda one. Okay. I think I played like a minute of that game. Yeah, Drew Drew played it and uh, Matt and I had it. And it's on like sale everywhere the last time I checked. So It's another Focus Home JM, right? Yes, it's by... Give me a second. I can't remember who made that one. Because um, it, it, is, it is a Focus Home, but I feel like the devs of this did one of the didn't they do no. thinking? No, that's different. No, dev. that's the reason why I'm like, uh, is it somebody? Um, it's not their first game. No, no, no. But it was. It, I, they did something else. Oh, they're. Uh, it's cyanide sticks. Gotcha. Okay, and they're making. I like the, the sticks games. Those were fun. And they're Those making pretty good. Then they did Space Hulk Tactics and a bunch of cycling games and. Uh, of course, of Orcs and Men, which is where Styx is based from. But um, okay, that's the reason why I was like, I knew they, I know they made some, they were, they made something else. I played, so yeah, yeah that's it. All right, uh, Wombat, what are you playing right now? Um, Ghost of Tsushima. Good choice, man. That's a really good yeah. game. We should spend another ten minutes on it. <laughs> yeah, sorry for the brief interruption there. My my son had to come in to tell me that they won a match in Fortnite. So. He was he was all excited. No, I totally um, understood. It was funny. I, I just that's the reason why I let it be silent. So we don't <laughs> hear him go. Yeah. He was very they were very excited. I um, saw your son was playing Overwatch the other day. Yep, he loves Overwatch. He uh and his cousin finally bought it, so now they can play it together. So nice. Yep. And then this morning he was playing I his his um what are you playing would be much more interesting than mine. Um <laughs> He played, um, is it Skater Bird? Skatebird? Oh, Skatebird. Yeah, which he loves. He thinks it's hilarious. I mean, it's uh, Tony Hawk with little birds. That's yeah, pretty right. funny. Exactly. Um, so, no, my so mine is entirely Ghost of Tsushima. Just going through and, you know, playing through some missions and cleaning some stuff up and uh, enjoying every minute of what I'm playing. Unfortunately, this is the first opportunity I've had to play since the podcast last week because we've been pretty busy. So 
the um I haven't haven't made much uh, progress this week, but um I'm not uh, I'm not trying to rush through anything, so it's fine with me to kind of take my time and uh just experience stuff as I go through it. So um other than that, I'm trying to think if I've played anything else. Oh, we did. So I mentioned last week that my wife and I were going through the uh the new Super Mario series to uh gather all the star coins and finish all the star roads um and we did for both new super mario wii and new super mario wii u um so now we're we're slowly working on new super luigi u but man that game is hard yeah that game is very hard so uh that one that one may be a a pipe dream uh but uh, oh snap (laughs) but we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna work on it so we'll see uh We'll see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't, uh, other than those, um, I have not played anything else. New Luigi U has my favorite character design, which is Nabbit. Nabbit, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by that character, but I just love the design. Yeah, he's pretty cool. And the Nabbit's a good addition to that game because um, if you're playing with someone who's not very good, Nabbit can't get hurt by enemies. So. Right. Um, it makes the game a lot easier. I saw that in the Switch version, they added Toadette as a playable character. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what her special skill in, is. She turns into a uh, Princess Peach if she has the oh, that's right, crown. that's right, yeah. Yeah. Yep. that's right. That's where you probably got a bunch of weird fetish drawings. <laughs> I don't. Uh, let's leave that alone. That's a little weird. People. Are weird. Uh, but anyway, that's it. I haven't uh, haven't played anything else other than that. Oh man, that's quick. Yeah, I know. Well, I got a bunch of indie games. More, to talk more about. time for you to talk shit. Come on. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, if if you want me to talk about my week, I can talk about. I mean, painting and uh, and I could yard into... work and all that stuff. <laughs> I can go I, into yeah, I, did, I finally did my yard work. I hadn't done it since Fourth of July because there's been no fucking rain. I know it's been so hot. Yeah, and like this is the first time doing it after Fourth of July, and man, there are so many firework things in my yard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is now Middle-Aged Man Podcast. Yeah. Um, Welcome to me talking about mowing my lawn. <laughs> yeah, put some uh, some stuff down to kill the weeds and help <laughs> the grass come in stronger. And been on a watering schedule. Yeah, yeah. We got a garden in the backyard. And... Yeah. Yeah. I sawed up, a, I sawed up an old couch to, to take to the trash. There was That's that. fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm well, trying to help. I'm like, stay away from the soul. So I'll tell this story because I can't think of another time in the entire history of the podcast when I'll have an opportunity to do so. <laughs> but when I was in college, I brought um, a couch, a love seat, and a chair that were all part of a matching furniture set that my parents had had that they were getting rid of. And so I just took it with me to college and put it in our apartment. And between my roommates and myself, we managed to break a leg off of every single one of those pieces of furniture. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, so being the resourceful college kids that we were, rather than fixing or replacing the leg on the furniture, we just took all the rest of the legs off. Yeah. <laughs> so all of our furniture was like three inches <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> so like our couch was just... Literally about three inches off the ground. Your legs.
would just lay out in front of you when you sat on the couch. The chair was the same way. Love seat was the same way. I stumbled right. that because I feel like no seat is built for someone that's my height. Generally, like I end up having my knee either up or like my legs. I don't know. I actually like, like to like take a night. seat. Like seriously, your, your chair is just like on the ground. Yeah, well, I don't see a problem with that. When I first moved out of my parents' house, just I on had the ground. I didn't have a, yeah, right. just on the ground. Yeah, I, I didn't. Even, <laughs> yeah, box springs. Come on. Yeah, what what is that crap for? I don't <laughs> need that. There's a mattress and a, and a blanket and a next, pillow. We're good. Next thing you'll try to convince me is that a bed needs a headboard. <laughs> so I can bang my head on it? Or I don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, life in my early 20s. Oh, yeah. It was so much simpler back then. Wanna just, All right, let's talk about. You were like kind of upset that we didn't take much time, um, because I'm playing Hotel Dusk. I was like, well, I know there's a sequel. I'm enjoying this so far, but the sequel is only released in Europe. So I'm like, wonder how much that is. It used to be like maybe sixty bucks, which wasn't too bad because it was kind of the price of a new game, anyways. Um, it's a hundred and twenty dollars for uh, Last Window, which is the sequel to Hotel Dusk. This is uh, Nintendo sent Sing Out to die, and it's so sad because I own the three games that they released um, in North America, which is Trace Memory, Hotel Dusk, and Again. And Hotel Dusk and uh, Trace Memory both had sequels, and they were never brought, even though they were localized, they were never brought to North America. It irritates the shit out of me. Like, I'll never be able to play another Code R on Wii. Because I don't have a Wii that can play it. Sorry, just a minor inconvenience. No, no this is this is one of the reasons why I absolutely adore, you know, the way things are now with digital purchases and and things being available and like everything. Like that's why I like the Xbox kind of mentality for next gen, where like everything just works. Well, I mean, I'm glad Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, everything's kind of region free at this point because. I think the 3DS was the last holdout um, because Xbox has always been region free. Um, yep. My friend has uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, a disc version before it came out over here. Uh, he had a disc version for Xbox. Um, PlayStation 4 has always been region free as well. Uh, so is PlayStation 3. Um, as long as you had an HDMI cable out, you could run PAL games on a uh, on a PS3. That's how I have or- of Orcs and Men. Um but it's just, it's irritating you. And then like when stuff gets localized, especially in like, I wouldn't have too much of an issue if it was just Japanese only like, you know what I mean? Like it's not too much of an issue then, but in a digital storefront world where you don't have to press discs, you translate a game and put it on uh, like, you know, European servers in English or Hong Kong, which is a bunch of them as well. And then, uh, there's an English version there, and you just never release it anywhere else in the world. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, digitally, I, physically, I understand, but like, it's just it, it's it's irritating, especially when it's again a sequel to a game 
I'm enjoying. Like I, I, I loved Trace Memory. It was one of the first games I bought on my DS, and yeah, never be able to play the sequel uh, legitimately. I have to mod a Wii. So, yep. All right, let's roll into the shit. Come on, oh boy, there's a lot. Of, um, I'll just go down the list in the order that I played them. So the first thing I played was called Max in the Book of Chaos. This is one of the better games. It's fine. It's a 2D side-scrolling action game. Your little boy with a gun shoots some things. The levels are broken down like, here's a level, survive for this amount of time. Uh, enemies will pop out. You shoot them. Uh, as you shoot them regularly, you build up like a power meter, which makes your gun stronger. You can pick up little power-ups. It's fine. Nothing overly special about is it. Is this related to the other Max games, or no? That's what I thought, too. Like, Max and the Curse of Brotherhood, but yeah. no, like, it's not at all. It just so seems it's... weird, like, uh, maybe they were hoping to... I mean, I mean Max and the Curse of the Brotherhood Max. is an old-ass game that not many yeah. people remember, so... Oh. You know. Oh, no. <laughs> Alright, the next game I play is called Tannenberg. This is a World War One multiplayer shooter. <laughs> Oof. So it's all very slow. Right. Yeah, it's faster than some of the other World War One games I've played. Um, I do want to note that I booted it up and I selected um, because it, it literally only gives you two options: you either play offline with bots or you play online with people. There were 500 people playing when I booted it up. That's it. So, I mean, and the maps are huge. So, like, the main mode is like a huge like. God, how many players was it? Like 60 something. So at most, there's like, you know, 10 games, maybe, that you could get into. So, yeah. That game is, um, don't look very good either. <laughs> that, oof. Okay. Uh, Rain Swept. So this is a... Point and click, sort of, yeah. Point and click, yeah, like um, like mystery game. And I wanted to record a clip because the way the dude walks is cracking me the fuck up. Like, he's got these little, like, spaghetti legs, and he just, like, kind of... And as he's walking, he smokes a cigarette. It's got the... It kind of looks like um, a less charming version of uh, Sword and Sorcery. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, his the character design. Anyways. Yeah, it looks like a kid drew it in MS Paint. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's, again, those kind of games aren't my jam, but it's it didn't seem like it, I don't know, it didn't seem great. Uh, the game that I turned off after 30 seconds, this game is so bad. Um, it's called Allison's Diary Rebirth. It is a horror is game. Is that the one that Major Nelson? Yeah, the one that <laughs> I quote <laughs> to. This game, it like... So I booted up, and it looks like a first-person horror game. You know, those are a dime a dozen. Everybody's got one. Um, and I go into the options because I always check my options. So it's got options for, like, um, game um, performance. So it's got low, medium, and high. And the funny thing is, is you can tell this game is not finished or optimized for console because it's like press the A button or right-click. <clears throat> to accept the changes. I'm like, well, I can't really right-click on my Xbox controller, but okay. Um, the funny thing about the options is I could only... So, like, you know how when you go into an options screen, there's, like, 
different options and you can move up and down to pick which different options you're changing. In this game, I couldn't move past the performance one. It wouldn't let me go down. No matter what button I pushed, whether I tried the right stick, the left stick, the D-pad, different buttons on the face of the controller, I could not pick any other options besides the performance. So, Quality. Yeah, Quality this, this, performance. This, this thing is bad. So I boot the game in. The controls... Like, it's one of those games that, like, it don't look that good. It looks kind of like shit. But it's running at, like, two frames a second. I mean, it's 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 where, like, you'll you'll pull the stick to, you know, look up or down. Uh, and and then the vomit it'll, it, yeah. it'll stop, and then all of a sudden you're looking up. Oh. oh. That's a good way to make me, like, that is a good way to make me sick. And and it's funny because the game looks atrocious, so I don't know why it's not running well other than the fact that it's just poorly built. That game, don't buy that game. Don't even think about buying that game. And you want to talk about even more... So you know when you load up a game on Xbox and you've got the little square like for the game itself? Yeah. For this game, the square is like 10% of the box. <laughs> like it's like a little tiny picture inside a bigger box. Quality. Yeah. This game is bad. Don't buy this game. Also, uh, I had the uh, wrong game. I thought Rainswept was uh, a different game that, again, very clearly the same sort of character and stuff, but it has a pixel art. Rainswept does not have pixel art. I totally messed this no, up. No, it doesn't. It's I like, a, like I said, it looks like an game. MS Paint kind of yes. style. Vector graphics, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next game I played was Turok Escape from Lost Valley. I did, so this is old? This has been on mobile phones for a year or yeah, two. Like it's definitely yeah. a phone game. It's not very good. I don't, I don't understand why there's a new Turok game. And... It came out in 2019, so I, I was gonna say I, I remember seeing this and going, "This is a Turok game, huh?" Yeah, I mean, it's got him in it. I mean, okay, cool, and it's I mean, got it's... dinosaurs. I didn't find a dinosaur. Oh wait, yeah, I did because there's like little compies running around that you can kill. Uh, but the first boss is what they call the Great Big Bear. You're supposed yeah. to kill him to get like the hide, so you can build like some armor. Um, the controls are real. Uh, they, I struggle with them. Like they don't, they're not responsive in the way that you would expect them to be. Um, it is a top-down isometric, very cartoony game. Um, combat does not feel great. It, it just, it definitely feels like a phone game that was poorly optimized for a controller. All right, you ready for this one? I. Mm. So the next game I blew up is called Mr. Masaji, the Mayo Edition. This doesn't seem like it's going anywhere good. So this, from what I can tell, I was confused, because when you boot it up, you get two options. You can play Mr. Masaji, or you can play a Mayo game. I have yet to play a Mayo game, because Mr. Masaji kind of threw me for a loop. So you... It's a dating simulator. Oh god, it's Masaji as in... Massage. Massage. Yeah. Not, oh. Oh. Wow. No. Looking, Your cursor mm. is a giant finger <laughs> that you use to swipe on their dating app in the game called Linger. 
And then when you make a match, you go on a date and you've got to pick dialogue choices. And then they, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You put your controller on your neck is what they say. Yeah, there's like a screen where it says, and then it shows like somebody else holding the controller. It's like, you can put it on your neck or wink, wink other places. And okay. So the, the, the Mayo thing is a joke to their last game. Apparently, I'm looking on Steam right now, which was called My My Name is Mayo, which oh is my. a clicking adventure that simulates the real-life tapping of a Mayo charm. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. You will unveil its story, and maybe you will learn from it. And there's, like... <laughs> it's got, like, an emo wig on. Yeah, you're just tapping in Mayo Jar. That's it. All right, I don't, well... Sometimes I don't understand video games. Okay. I have to describe the sequence. It's so, and My Name is Mayo... It's just a like a cartoon mayo jar, right? And there's like a hand that's got the index finger pointed out and it's got a watch on its wrist. And the mayo jar has two whipped cream and cherries where the breast would be and like what appears to be a leopard skin thong on. It's just a jar of mayo. Should yeah. specify that again. Sure. Hi. And like I'm just, just gonna say, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I played this game. Okay. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anymore. I just video games, man. They are something else. Don't don't worry. You get twenty percent off if you buy both games on Steam. I wouldn't recommend you buy either game. I would no. All right, I got a good one now. Okay, they're they're they weren't all bad. The Rogue Company. I'm sure you've seen people talk about this game. It's is like it, the new Is it a rogue game? <laughs> no, it's um I'm sorry, what? Let me let me see. Kind of makes a Counter-Strike with a Overwatch. Like Valorant. Um the thing is is that apparently this game is going to be free to play. It's built by High Res Studios, the guys that make Smite. Um and it actually is really pretty good. It's fun. Um the characters are interesting. The combat feels good. Uh, at least on Xbox One X, it runs you know, at 60 FPS. looks real sharp. Um, it has built-in cross-play right out of the box. So, yeah, I actually like this game. So maybe when... Right now, you have to pay to get into whatever the early... You know how they do that. Free-to-play game. You want to play it a couple weeks early, you pay the $15 or whatever, and you get the early version. Uh, but eventually, I guess it will be free to play. Um, and I think it's pretty good. And it seems to be picking up some steam. People seem to like it. So that one was good. Uh, the next one is the, this week's Rattalaka Jam. And it's called Jisei The First Case HD. And it is a visual novel. And I. Just kind they of are fine it. purveyors of crap, huh? Yeah, I watched about 20 minutes of it, and I was like, all right. Okay. No. It's fine. The next game, also not bad, called Creeks. Uh, developed by the guys who made Machinarium. Show our Creeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Just um, creak it on oh, wow. down low. I did not know they had a new game out. Amanita. Yep. Holy shit. 
called Creeks, and it's uh, very much one of those, one of those like oh, um, shit. puzzle games, side-scrolling puzzle games. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't know that was out. God damn it. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, very similar art style to, to uh, Yeah. Got that kind of uh, brown and gray desolate look to it. So that one, that one's a good game. That's that's a decent game. Uh, and then I played Lunch of Palooza, which is a multiplayer game where you play a food item and you got to smash bros it, you know, knock them out of the arena, kind of thing. Okay, what? And it and it sucks. Like oh, the control no shit. Is, it didn't sound good. The control is just 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 awful. An awful game. I played a hand. And I played based a blue. on your description, I expected it to be tremendous. Um, I was a blue hamburger fighting a purple corn on the cob. Oh come on! At least at least have the characters all be different types of sandwiches or some shit. Nope, they're all different kinds of food. There's a hamburger corn. There's a, some unlockable foods that I will never unlock. So no. God damn it! That's a really. It's not a bad idea, but you would call that game food fight. Didn't they already make a food fight? Well, fuck. I don't know. I, I don't think anyone I could trademark like food that name. fight already exists. Yeah, I don't think you could trademark that, though. Yeah, uh, it exists on Atari 7800. I thought it did. Hmm. Next game I played is Aircraft Evolution. This is a 2D side-scrolling aircraft game where the plane is constantly moving and then... How do I describe this? So, like, the controls are, like, when you press up, like, you just start kind of going, like, you angle in that direction. Like, you basically just angle your plane. And think of it like a reverse, oh, what's the game? Defender. Where instead of trying to shoot the stuff in the air, you're trying to shoot the stuff on the ground. It's not, it's fine. I've... I mean, that's legitimately about the best I can give you for that one. Like, there's nothing special about it. There's nothing overtly exciting about it. It's just kind of there. The next game is weird as fuck. It's called Liquid Sunshine. It is a black and white game where... Let me see if I can describe... So, you start the game with these comic panel cutscenes that you can manipulate to make look 3D with the right analog stick. Um, it's a monkey, a horse, and something else. And then the game itself is basically a side-scrolling uh, puzzle game where you just move from left to right, solving these little puzzles like jump puzzles, um, bridge puzzles, rope puzzles. Uh, eventually, when you get to the second level, the horse joins you, and then you can like use the two characters together. Uh, to do different puzzles, like boost the character up to higher levels, or kick things, or it's it's just one of those side-scrolling puzzle games. So, and then I played Carrion as well. Um, and I totally see where you were coming from, Anthony, with the way the controls are kind of awkward to grab uh, people, but. I really like the way that character moves. Oh, the movement is great. It's the it's the trying to eat things that was the pain in the ass. That's where I was like having the issue where it's like you need to eat stuff, but it's so not fun to do that part where like the movement through the level is so awesome. And 
And like it makes sense when you're grabbing stuff and throwing it around that you kind of move the way you do. But then it was like trying to pull that stuff into you to eat. I was like, ah, all right, this is kind of where I'm, it's losing me. So one of the things I kind of noticed about this game as well is, and I don't know if it's like you seeing the seams of the, um, the way it's built, but like the areas that you are in are very tiny and you are constantly moving from one area to the next through like a black and a black transition. Like there, I literally went through like six or seven areas where I did nothing but move. Like the world doesn't flow like a normal kind of side scroller. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't fully know what the setup of that game is because I only played the demo. I think it's a Metroidvania at is some it, point. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I felt like I because I was moving through in the demo an area and like clearly I'm just moving in one part of it, but I'm assuming I can come back to it later. Yeah, so I, I like, feel like see, like scientists off to the side, but I'm like, well, I can't do anything with them right now. Yeah, you do a lot of that very early on. Like, I think I made it to the third or fourth um, save point, and I really hadn't done much but move. It's kind of a weird start to the game. Like, you think they would kind of immediately just throw you into killing people, but I haven't killed a lot of people in the game so far. I spent most of my time moving through little vents and stuff. So I'm assuming that changes the further you get into it, but I'm it is a taste differently in the demo. I don't know. Well, it's on Game Pass, so are you, you want to play it? Okay. Well, then maybe I'll give it a shot because, like, in the demo, I got pretty big pretty quick. Yeah, you do get very big oh, very okay. quick right. um, in the beginning, but you don't really do anything. Huh. Like the first half hour of that game, I think I killed maybe four people. And that just doesn't seem like what they were selling that game as. And I'm sure, like I said, it changes the further you get in. I've only played like a half hour of it, so. But I don't know. I don't... Excuse me. Um, but then I, I actually picked up some older games that I kind of want to go back to. I reinstalled Destiny since they're bringing the expansion packs. So I might give that another whirl. And then I started playing through uh, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. Because uh, that game is that game is pretty good. And I have to play Overwatch. And I'm thinking about finishing up some Yakuza since Yakuza Kiwami 2 is out this week on Game Pass. Hey, so, so I was going to ask that question. Yeah. Um, what what's the what's the proper order for that series? Yakuza? Yeah. Because there's started, there Zero and then there's Kawhi zero as well. Is the, yeah, zero, zero is the first game and it was made after all the other ones. It's kind of like a precursor. Prequel? Like, okay. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to play it in an order that made game sense, like like the actual way it plays, I think it's 3, 4, 5, Kawami, 0, Kawami, 2, 6. Yeah, but you don't want to do that because this game's about right, story. Story. So you have to play zero, Kwame, Kwame two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Okay. And then like a dragon is out this fall, but it's a separate story. Yeah. Zero okay. through six is the story of uh the main character, uh Kazuma Kiru. Yeah, Kazuma. Okay. So, yeah, I just I thought about at some point playing those games, but then I thought because they're free on Game Pass, right? But then, yeah, uh, uh, Zero and Kiwami are out. Kiwami Two is out this week. Yeah, and then I thought, yeah, but I don't even know where to start. So that helps. Start me. start with Zero and 
here's the thing. Those games are super fucking long. So make sure you like them before you decide I'm going to keep playing them. Yeah, sure. So, but yeah, zero is incredible. It's the only one I played a little bit of six. I didn't play a ton, um, but I've played through most of zero once. I think I'm going to finish it and then start on Kiwami because Kiwami two is out this week. Uh, so I might go back and play some more of that. And I'm playing Destroy All Humans. I can either talk about it and push the podcast back to 11, or I can just talk about it next week. Um, you know. It's Destroy All Humans. Which, by the way, for my review, I did reinstall the original, because it's backwards compatible on Xbox. Yep. And I did a little... Uh... You know, that first game holds up okay. I figured it would. I mean, it's not... It's not um... Uh, it's more about art style than anything else. So. Yeah, it's fine. It's the only one that holds up okay, right? Like all the other I haven't played the other ones recently, so I couldn't tell you. I know the oh. Big Willy was kind the of Big bad. Willy. Big Big Willy Unleashed didn't hold up when it was made. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Wii one. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Path of Furon, which didn't do well either. No, I think the first two. I can't remember what the second one's called. The second Destroy one's got subtitle two. No. It doesn't yeah, have a I subtitle. It, I think it was just two. No. Okay, the first two I feel like were pretty good, and then I, I feel like it just kind of fell off a cliff from there. Yeah, back in the days when THQ was running shit into the ground. Oh yeah, yeah this was uh, pandemic, no less. Yeah, Rest yeah. The you know first what, one. You know what game somebody asked me about the other day, and I thought, oh shit, I haven't thought about that series in forever. Was Mercenaries. Yeah, Pandemic's other jam. Yeah. You know, that first game was a nice, like, blueprint for a cool idea. The second one was better, but the, there were some issues with it that, like, if you went back to it now, you'd have a problem with it. Yeah. But I that think if that game would have gotten, yeah, if it had got another chance, I think it would have been cool. I think so, too. I, I really liked the second game. I liked the fact that you could, like, in a helicopter, hook a tank to your helicopter and then just like <laughs> fly around swinging the tank into I, I, buildings and stuff yeah that was cool i feel like that game had its lunch eaten by just cause it did eventually just yeah two, just cause like... was basically the 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 um the per, not perfection but the um logical next step yeah it basically took the series potential in a lot of ways and made it real successor yeah. But ju- but just cause it's so funny because the first game is not very good. No, no, the first game's terrible. The second I mean, game is almost perfect. Like it's a wonderful game. The yeah, third game good. is bad. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. And I didn't so, play the fourth game, so I mean, the fourth game is I mean, it's kind of like a refined three. It's still not great. My my father liked four. He's he played just cause two to completion as much as he, like. I think the only thing he didn't do was drive every car. I, just times. Cause Two was fucking so, incredible. He's, yeah, he played that game, game fully three times. He was okay with three, but he was impressed by four. So I don't. Know. I couldn't get into four, and four's issue for me was like the direction of how you progress in that game is so fucking convoluted. Like I, I still don't know that I understand how you progress in that game. I really don't. I boot it up every six months or so, and I'm like, I'm going to try to get back into this because it's a pretty game, and I like the grapple hook stuff, and like, I start playing it, I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I, I don't know what... It's like, push the armies back and expand the territory. I was like, how? I don't... 
I don't just don't think I get like the game does not do a good job of just yeah. If the answer isn't blowing shit up, then I don't know. Exactly, like in Just Cause Two, what's the thing you did? You blew up the red and white shit. Like that's what you did. You're, Everything you're that was a red and white bull with the guns. Yeah, <laughs> you, you see blow red, that shit up, that man. Shit up. It's like you know, sometimes it's okay to just be simple and to the point. You know, don't try to get all complicated. That's why I didn't like three. Was the whole like fucking grapple hook loadout bullshit that got way too complicated. I don't know. I'm getting old. I just like my shit to be simple. You know what I mean? Just tell me what to do. Like, Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima was the first game that didn't have a waypoint that I was like, okay, I understand how I'm supposed to do this because they did it well. But like most of the time, I do want the big flashing fucking arrow. Like, hey, go here, dumbass. So, anyway. That's it. Uh, let's talk about what's coming out this week. There's a few things. Quite a few things, actually. Uh, if you are so inclined, you can play Ty the Tasmanian Tiger HD. Okay, moving on. Space Channel 5 VR, kind of funky news flash. Space 39 Miku pack. Yeah, don't. Don't. That's all I have to say. Is like That game's not... Unless it's free, that game is not enough content for the price tag. It was good, but I mean, $40 or $30 or whatever the fuck it was for literally a 30-minute campaign. <laughs> it took me an hour to do everything, you know? So, like, it's rough. And they're selling that game physically for 40 bucks or whatever, too. I mean, yeah, of course. It's, it's all based on the nostalgia. I know, I know. Ooh, la, la. It's just disappointing, because like, I, I really liked the game, but then it was so short that like I can't suggest it. Uh, we've got Cuber's Arena. Destroy All Humans. Escape Game Fort, Fort Boyard. What happened to Fort Boyardee? <laughs> uh, Head Snatchers. Lost Wing. Made of Skur. That's a horror game. You can tell just by the name. Um, Other Side, which looks incredible, but is not my kind of game. It's a tactical RPG. But visually, art style-wise, you should look at a trailer of that game. It looks rad. Uh, Pistol Whip. Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collections finally making its way over to consoles. It's been on PC for like a month. Uh, Skater XL, finally out. The Sims 4 Nifty Knitting. Buried Stars. Hellpoint. Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. That's a mouthful. Uh, next DLC for Neo 2, Tingu's Disciple. Nowhere Profit. Streets of Rage 4 from Merge Games. So that's a physical copy, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's the physical copy that was announced right after the open pre-order for the limited run version closed. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Castle Storm 2, Cat Quest, and Cat Quest 2, the Possum Pack, the Mummy Demastered. That's uh, the physical version. Yeah, again. And Fairy Tale. Remember that game? It's finally coming mm, out. N- no, I don't. What is that? It's the Namco Bandai game based on the anime. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's out this week. Uh,. Xbox, we've got uh, Grounded. 
coming out this week. I'm excited. Y'all got Game Pass. I suggest y'all check it out. I think it's a neat game. The Tourist. Yakuza Kiwami 2. Heroes of Hammerwatch, the Ultimate Edition. And Swim Out. Swim Out. I've been wanting to play The Tourist for a while, but it was Switch only, so I'm glad it's coming to Xbox. It is on its way to the box. Switch! We've got Cubicity, Ageless, Hover, Interrogation, You Will Be Deceived, Mega Dimension Neptunia 7, Rugby Challenge 4, They Breathe, Hoshio Mirohito, Hotel Souls, Kingdom Rush, Locomotion, Merchant of the Skies, Sentinels of Freedom, Spiral Memoria, The Summer, I Meet Myself, uh, Dodo Peak, Foot Gold Tiki Taka, Geo Rifters, Hamster Bob, Lost Wing, Not Nicole, Paint Your Pet. What the fuck? The Executioner and Tiny Racer. I didn't know if that list was ever going to end. Uh, it feels that way when you start running down all the shit coming to the Switch, man. Whew. All right, let's do some news. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. The Xbox event was this week. Let me see if there's other things to kind of dig through before I talk about that. Uh, Twitch is... um, The U.S. Army has reportedly stopped streaming on Twitch amid controversies of recruitment. So there is that. That that, that was a thing that happened this week. I just love the way that they're like, we're having a raffle or whatever. It was like, sign up and you can win. Uh, yeah, sign up for the military to win. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, this news is just dominated by Xbox. Maybe we should just talk about it. So Xbox had their event on Thursday. The pre-show was very exciting. They announced Dragon Quest Eleven. Coming to Xbox this fall, coming to Game Pass. Dragon so Quest Eleven S. Yes, so it's the Switch version uh, with Not the extra with all the extra content. So it was announced for Xbox that it's coming there. It's coming to Game Pass, which is huge. It's also coming to Steam and PS4, but they're making you pay full price for it instead of it being an upgrade. Because it's if you look at the graphics, it's not the same game. It's That's fine, Switch version. but that is still yeah, a right. shitty thing. You're absolutely right, but it's like you're not even getting the highest quality models out of this because it had to be a different <clears> game to be able to switch back and forth. Like it's very odd. The whole the whole thing is just an odd release. It is. Um, it coming to Xbox was huge because Dragon Quest has not been on Xbox. Uh, it coming to PS4 was expected. Uh, it's just kind of shitty that you don't even get like a discount for having owned it or something. I don't know. I'm glad it's coming to Game Pass because I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> you know? 
Although it's very weird, it's not out till December. I guess that's when the license, the the exclusive thing ends, because you can literally already pre-install it on your Xbox if you want. I did. This is gonna sit there for fucking five months or whatever, four months. Uh, they also announced a new game from uh, Square Enix, developed by uh, the guy who made Knights and Yuji Naka. It's called Both Banal. Both worked on Knights, right? Uh, did Naka work on the first? Yeah, night? yeah. Yuji Naka made the engine, I believe, and that they when they were making. God, sorry, I'm about to nerd. Um, when they were making Sonic Extreme, which was supposed to be the 3D Sonic game for Sega Saturn, which is <clears> I think two American companies, and one of them was doing uh, from the ground up work, where Chris Sen was the main programmer. He got sick, so that one shut down, and the other team was using the Knights engine. And I believe it was Yuji Naka who saw it and said, absolutely not. Because he okay. didn't want American using the engine. I, th- that's what it says in the Sonic book I have, I believe. I, I, don't, I don't doubt you. I don't know. I'm just... Uh, maybe so, I have it wrong. Someone will correct me. This is the internet. Um, but this is a new game. And I have to admit, the name is awkward because everybody's mispronounced it already. It's called Banal Wonder World, right? Balan. Balan Wonder World. Sorry. See, again, even I messed it up, and I knew that it, people had been messing it up. Most people are calling it Wonderland instead of Wonder World. Balan Wonder World. I'm never going to say that name right when somebody asks me so about that. I game. definitely wrote that down as Balan Wonderland. So, yep. Yeah, I... it's Balan Wonder World. It's not yeah. land. All right, well... Even I think Keeley said Wonderland during the, the, the pre show. So that's a game coming. It definitely has that knight's art it, style. It's got well, I mean, the the weird top hatted character looks like knights. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but it looked like a mix between like all of Yuji Naka's stuff, like Sonic, a little bit of knights, and a little bit of Rodea the Sky Soldier. Yeah. So I mean, it's, I'm excited. It's, it's my thing. So. Yeah, I mean that game is super interesting. It's weird to see those two announcements in the beginning because they're kind of. I mean, they're not big if we're talking a PlayStation show. You know what I mean? Right. But, but those two things are master. huge. Yeah, those two things are huge for Xbox. Um, yeah. So then we get to the actual show. There was a couple other games in the pre-show. Some of them were already announced. Some of them were new. I don't necessarily remember all of the things that happened in the pre-show. Um, and the Xbox show kicks off with Halo. Yeah, looks like Halo. That is the thing. Um, I get the issues people have, but I also thought it looked fun, which is what I cared about. Which is what the last two Halos I, didn't have. It looks. It definitely looks fun. For it looks like a yeah. Halo game for sure. But yeah. it what it does not look is next, next gen. gen. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't. It is absolutely not the game that you should put first in your showcase for next gen hardware. So uh, it has a good spot anywhere though if it looks like that, to be honest. Let's um so I read an article about this the other day and after having time to kind of sit and think about this, I feel like Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are all having a very different approach to the way this next yeah, generation. Yeah, I read the same article. I thought it was very good. Yeah, 
Like, Microsoft doesn't care if I buy an Xbox Series X. I don't think they care. Because Halo is a game that I could play if I didn't buy it. And it would look just as good as it did in that presentation. Like, my Xbox One will run it just fine. And yes, I agree with you. That looks bad if you're trying to sell a new console, but I really am not sure Microsoft is trying to sell that console. <laughs> At least Which I hope to strange. God they're not. Like yeah. it's just the the whole like I said on Twitter, the this whole um generation for Xbox is very strange because the the entire conference was showing me games for you know, but that I don't have to buy the console to play. And then I also that don't do, have though. to pay for. There's a couple that you do have to buy a new console to play. They, they the ones for that. next year. The ones yeah, for next so, year. But the decision is not what what console am I buying permanently? Because I, like every you know generation, will own both. Um, yeah. The question is, which one do I buy this year? And clearly, it's um, Xbox doesn't care if it's theirs, and that's fine. I mean, if that's their strategy, that's fine. But it's just a very it's very odd. They're not behaving like a company that has hardware coming out this year. Um, no, they're not. And the thing is, is I think I think they're more interested in you having a Game Pass subscription, which at this point they've won that war. Most people are getting a Game Pass subscription. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think but, that's what they care about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. The... Um, I just wonder, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. It, it's, it seems like, I just wonder how many people, how many new Game Pass subscribers you're going to get from Halo, Forza, and Fable um, when there are already games for all three of those that you can play on Game Pass. Now, I know new new entries are different, but I just don't know. Like It, it seems like if you're the type of person that, is really excited about a new Halo, a new Fable, or a new Forza, you probably already have Game Pass. Well, let's talk about this. Forza and Fable are not on Xbox One. Right. They're only on Series X. True. But they don't come out till next year. Exactly. 2022. Well, it'll be 2022, technically. Oh, is I thought Forza was next year. No. Um, from oh. what I understand, Forza is Series X, and the way that they've described it is any game that is only Series X will not be out until 2022. Got it. So, uh, that included that, Fable, and Everwild. Everwild's Xbox One tag was removed. So Everwild's it is only... a rare game? Yes, that is only Series that game X. game that I didn't know what the hell was going on in it? I still don't know. You know what I think it is? <laughs> I think it's a four-player uh, adventure game. Okay. That's what I, like a Sea of Thieves kind of... Which would make sense because the Sea of Thieves, whether or not we liked it, that game did fucking gangbusters for hey, them. They, they, another game that you know was made better over time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. My, I'm glad my son and his it. friends play Sea of Thieves almost daily. Yeah, like that game is huge for Rare. Whether or not we, and most of the people I know, like you guys and on the show and most people I talk to, we don't dig that game. And that's fine. I Maybe that game is not for us, but. Yeah, the Game Pass did more for that game than anything else because because it's on Game Pass, all of my son's friends that have an Xbox own it so they can yeah. all play it together. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's what Microsoft is doing looks bad right now. When you're trying to, like, 
if you were trying to sell a new console. If you're trying to sell a new console. Yeah, it looks bad. But in two or three years, we're probably going to look at this and be like, God damn, that was brilliant. Like, they're just trying to get people in the ecosystem. By In two years, when, you know, these new games are available, like Forza and, and Fable, like, you could probably buy, because we all know the Series S is real. At this point, it, it's real. That thing's probably going to be like $200, $250 at then. And you'll be able to buy it and play Forza or Fable if you have Game Pass, you know? So, like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's, a, it's, don't, it's, it's really chancing, right? It's, it's really dangerous right now. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's, um, it, I, I agree with you completely. If the strategy right now is get as many people on Game Pass as you can, then, um, I agree with you. I think it's a, I think they're doing the right things right now, but the, the challenge is that means you're banking on the games that you put on Game Pass being good enough for the next year and a half or two years that people will say, man, I, I now have to upgrade so I can play these new games that are on Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, but at that point, maybe it's cheaper. Like, could be. You know I'm going to buy. Be. So you, you look at it like you look at it like this fall, Xbox is not going to have a problem selling out. Let's be frank about that, okay? Launch systems always sell out. Sure, unless you're the Wii U, then you don't sell. Uh, unless you're the Xbox One. The Xbox One sold out the first couple weeks. Oh no, they did not. Not here. Well, Canada don't count. You know that. Ah, okay. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, launch consoles. People like me, we always buy them. Sony, if they put out 10 million units this fall, will sell 10 million units. That's just the way it is. Whatever Microsoft puts out, it will sell. The people that are going to buy it in the long run that make it count aren't going to buy it until it's at least $100 cheaper and one or two years into its cycle. That's when you're going to sell the most consoles. So, I don't know. I, I looked back at this and I go... Microsoft Show had a bunch of really great games in it. A lot of diversity, a lot of interesting titles. None of them that are going to be available within the next year are going to sell me a console because that console is not required to play them. That was their mistake. Or maybe that was their plan. I don't know. Because there is nothing, if I was not a huge Xbox guy and needed the most powerful to run my games that I currently have, there's no reason for me to buy a Series X this fall. None. Zero. Nothing. Now, to be fair, Sony has one game that I don't necessarily have to have this fall. So not even they are selling me on the PS5. They have one game. So, I don't, like, it's exactly what I tweeted. I feel like neither one of these companies are really giving me a good reason to buy one this fall. And I, but I at the same time, I feel like Microsoft doesn't care if I do or not. Whereas Sony most definitely cares. Right. So. Yeah. So I, it's the, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to play. Um, well, let me put it this way. I'm excited, excited to play some of the stuff that they showed. Some of it, honestly, it didn't really appeal to me. But I'll be playing it on my Xbox One, at least yeah. in the short term. Uh, which again, I think that... it sounds like exactly what they um, 
want me to do. If that's their strategy, yeah, I mean, you, you can't, you can't define winning based on someone else's expectations. If Microsoft's expectations are boost Game Pass sales, then hopefully this will do the trick. Again, I'm a little bit skeptical on how the stuff they showed will, will boost Game Pass sales because most of those franchises, if people are huge fans of them, they probably already have Game Pass. But, um, hopefully those things will continue to grow organically. And then, like you said, in a couple of years, it'll make a difference. Yeah. I think, I think not only, it may not necessarily just be getting new people in, but keeping old people retend, you know, retention because all of these games going forward, everything they showed in that conference will, will be playable on game pass. Yep. So, yeah, which is excellent. Yeah. So like, if you want to play the new Warhammer 40 K game that was announced, that's going to be on game pass. You know, a Tetris effect, uh, the medium, Stalker 2, uh, the new game from the Steam World guys. You know, all of that stuff will be in Game Pass. And while they don't want to say it right now, I would almost guarantee you that Cyberpunk eventually comes to Game Pass. I, I, I mean, Witcher came to Game Pass, so yep. I, w- I would think that's a pretty good bet. I wouldn't bet on it uh, Launch, until, no. Yeah, no. until later. But yeah. the... um. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would guess eventually it probably will. Yeah. Um, I, I, no, go ahead. It's definitely, I mean, the, the, the ecosystem is definitely appealing, uh, over there. And depending on the level of third party support that they get in Game Pass, it does make the console more, uh, appealing because, you know, now, I, you know, some of those third party games that I might have to buy else, uh, elsewhere, uh, just come in my Game Pass subscription. I think probably the level of third-party support that they can get in that service over the next two years will make or break that console. Um, I, I don't think their exclusives at this point are necessarily going to move the console. I think it's going to depend on third-party support and Game Pass. Yeah, we definitely need to see more more from those studios because you know they did announce a couple things like. It kind of went under the radar, but the former Quantic Dream devs are making a like a you know a narrative driven game. Obviously, we're all excited for Psychonauts two. That'll be in Game Pass. But I really want to yeah, see pumped for that. Yeah, I really want to see what those guys are doing next because Psychonauts two got moved to twenty twenty one. So, um, I mean, how can we uh, how can we not talk about Avowed? You know, yeah. Obsidian's new <laughs> RPG that is uh, Series X only and coming to Game Pass. Avowed, which is Obsidian going, all right, well, we did Fallout. We've done our own futuristic version. Let's do Skyrim. Know, Scrolls. Yeah. Let's do Skyrim, yeah. So, like, I want to see what... I, I want to. Let's be fair, I want to fucking see Hellblade. I'm interested in no, seeing Avowed because it's already got pre-established lore. Because it's based on, uh, is it Pillars that was theirs? Mm, is Pillars Obsidian? I think it's Pillars of Eternity that's theirs, yeah. Yeah, God. Pillars of Eternity yeah. is them. Yeah, it's the same world as Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, it's Microsoft owns like two or three RPG developers that like kind of make the same games, and I get them confused sometimes. Well, uh, like, I can never remember if they also did Tyranny. There's also Wasteland, which I can't remember who makes that, you know what I mean? Yeah, they only make Wasteland, though. Okay, I, I'm just yeah. There's a lot of stuff I'm excited to see, uh, but when you watch that show and you go, well, where is it? Where's that game? 
Like, where's that big shocking thing? Like, you remember we were talking about, I heard the rumor about Capcom, and I heard the rumor about Ninja Gaiden, and, like, there was none of that. Rumors. Yeah, yeah no, it was, it was a very, it was a very predictable conference. Uh, I mean. Yes. The, um, yeah, and again, I, you know, I go back to the, um, like, the, the, the Fable announcement, um, it was was you know the trailer was kind of cool it was you know the, the f- kind of funny but at the same time it's like i th- at this point i have no idea what kind of game it is and the name fable doesn't sell me on anything anymore um yeah, yeah. so it, there's there's no it's not like this is going to be and, and people are going to accuse me of fanboying here and i promise that's not what it is but um if when um sony showed the sequel to horizon right um it's very easy for me in my head to say to connect what they showed with the stuff that i loved from the first game mm-hmm. there's nothing in that fable trailer that allows me to connect anything to the older fable games and that might be okay because um quite honestly i wasn't a huge fan of the older ones um it was, i should say i wasn't a huge fan of the last couple older ones the the first one was you know decent for its time um so it it um like i was i wasn't excited about that as a as a show closer at all uh, no. And then afterwards, when they kind of came out and there were there were rumors that it might be an MMO or something along those lines, um, it kind of muddies the water. Um, Even you know, though it was I, debunked I think, like two seconds later. I think it should be an expectation. And, you know, I'll probably get some heat for this. But I think – and I felt the same way about the Sony conference, and I, I complained about the Miles Morales reveal for the same reason. I think there should at least be a uh, minimum expectation that um, – when I, you know, when you announce a new game, that you're also prepared to tell people what it is. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I, I felt like when they announced my, and not in the conference, right? I don't need them to pop up a window in the middle of the trailer to tell everybody what it is. <laughs> but they should at least immediately afterwards come out afterwards and say, this is a, you know, a third person action RPG open world. Um, and boom, that's it. That's all I need to know, right? Or with Miles Morales, they could have come out and said, you know, this is a standalone story in the Spider-Man universe um, using an upgraded version of the first game's engine. Boom, that's the explanation. Um, there's there's too much... Um, they're leaving too much to speculation, and a lot of times that's causing negative reactions instead of positive reactions. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a weird... It was a weird conference, and you know, I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have a ball with Halo. I, I, I'm, I, I am absolutely sick of seeing all these people post the same two screenshots and be like, this isn't next year. I get it, I do. I, but you know what? Last of Us Two was the best looking game I've ever seen. It bored me to fucking tears uh, new through me, most of it. Let me just use Halo Five as an example. I don't give a shit about graphics, Halo 5 and Halo uh, 4. Wow, I don't know why I keep adding L's to that. <laughs> uh, they, uh, Floor and Flive. Um, they, My favorite they entries. Looked, yeah, they, they looked great in comparison, but boy, did I 
just not I bounced off of them so quickly. And it's okay, I yeah. get it, they want to innovate and and look better, but like the enemy design didn't benefit from that in the slightest. The world looked nicer, the characters looked more like people when they had their helmets off, but I just it didn't have the same charm. And I'm not saying that this game is going to have this, but this game looks like Halo 3. I love Halo 3. It does. Uh, so I will agree with you, it does. I will also say, though, that um, the the reason I think that you're seeing so much consternation about the way it looks and the pop-in and that kind of stuff, which, listen, a, a pop-in ha- is probably... Um, just going to continue to be kind of a given in open world games for a long time. Now, the hope is that SSD kind of helps with some of that, but it's sure. just kind of going to be the nature of the beast. But the reason you're seeing so much criticism around that is number one, Halo is without question their number one franchise. Yep. Number two, it's been in development for what, six years? Five years, yeah. And number three, 343 has a lot to prove. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> um, they do. <laughs> so it, there are certain developers, right, that people will give the benefit of the doubt to because of what they've accomplished in the past, right? 343 ain't proof shit. Yeah. 343 <laughs> is not one of those developers. They're, yeah. they're just not. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that the game will probably be fun and it looks like it will probably be fun, but I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Halo five looked like it was going to be fun too. Yeah. Uh, I I will will make my decision based come November, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. I, I, I I think my issue with it is that the people complaining, uh, if Halo fans complained and, and Xbox fans complained, I'd be like, yeah, you, you, you're going to engage with this and it's fine to look at this and go, I'm kind of disappointed. This is, but it's not that. It's my box is better. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, you're not going to engage with it anyways. It doesn't concern you. At this point, you're basically. At this point, you're basically making the entire point of this podcast since episode one. Um, No, I know. I just. I and I know. I'm repeating stuff that it's just. It's. It's just disappointing that like, on one hand, I go, yeah, it doesn't look great, but if I do that, it validates their argument which is shit because of it being for the wrong reasons not everybody but a lot of them but if i deny it i'm lying clearly yeah i mean you can the best ever that's fine you can come to the same conclusions with different reasons for why you've come to those yeah just the internet there's yeah there the um you know watching that halo trailer um there were parts of it i was really encouraged by as someone who loved the series i mean loved the series yep um there were parts of it i was encouraged by um and there were parts of it that i thought man this just doesn't look like um what i expected the series to turn into um the that said you know, I, I like Ken, am, am willing to give it the benefit of the doubt for now until November when we actually get a chance to play it. Visually, it does not look good. Uh, but, you know, visuals aren't really my number one priority. Um, it's about playing a game that's that's fun and feels like Halo. 
if the rumor is true that multiplayer won't be ready at launch, that's, that's huge. <laughs> that's, already, that's already been disproven. Don't okay, don't okay, good. good. Yeah, no. The, the uh, only thing that won't be available at launch is ray tracing. That that has been confirmed. Now I don't even know what that is. That's another like, fancy graphical. Effect. Oh, ray tracing. I thought you yeah. said rage racing. I was like, well, what if, is rage if, racing? Rage racer oh, in Halo Infinite game of the year. Yeah. Um, the yeah ray tracing. <laughs> I I knew. I heard that that wasn't confirmed. Yeah. No. So, all of these. All of these rumors. This is what Anthony's talking about. All of these rumors that are coming out about these games, like Fable being an MMO and Halo not having one. It's all bullshit built up by the internet that is not. There there was no foundation for any of that information. And then people well, get upset when stuff isn't true. Yeah, and people <laughs> run with it. How dare this Nintendo Direct not have the things I wanted? Oh yeah, the the response to that Nintendo chance. Direct were hilarious. Oh, I'm like, what did you expect? They called it a they, mini. Yeah, they told you to temper <laughs> expectations. Why wasn't Metroid announced? Man, I don't know. Because you touch yourself at night. That's the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, crap. I mean, the oh. internet already believes that the next Sony event's happening August 5th because you know that oh, one guy God. tweeted it, right? It's right. just it's it's insufferable. And listen, there's there's some people that seem to know more. So don't get me wrong. There's people that tend to be right quite a bit, but like th- these are you generally these are from like randos. Like no. <laughs> well, the the I, the 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 Halo rumor that I saw came from someone that um, generally I have trusted. So to know I'm, that that's been debunked is good. Yeah, it, um, it literally took like ten seconds before the developer was like, "Not nah, as bullshit." The, the thing okay, that good. the thing that people aren't talking about is that this. Halo game seems to be a prequel to Halo. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I've seen it labeled as like a soft reboot. Yeah, because they basically wanting to get rid of four and five because I heard it was a reboot four, of three. Four and five's story are bad. Were, yes, I didn't know what they were yeah. building up to, so it was like, oh, six better fucking wrap this up in some interesting way. And then Halo Infinite's like Reach just fell, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, I suppose this is where we're going now. Because like, the top brass at Microsoft went to 343 and they're like, y'all done fucked up this story. We need to go oh, back. It was, it, well, so <laughs> I I remember starting up 4 and going, this kind of reminds me of like a less interesting Metroid Prime. Because like all the enemies kind of felt like Metroid Prime enemies, the way they moved and everything. I was like, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. There's a very good reason why the best Halo game on the Xbox One is the Halo Master Chief Collection, okay? It ain't Which Halo does 4. include four? No, it doesn't. I thought it came with four. It has four. Does it have four? Oh, it yeah. doesn't have five. That's it what it does, it does not have five. No. Okay. Well, ODST and, and Reach. So trade four for uh, Reach and ODST, and then it's, that's why it's the best. Which one. are there, and you get four as well. So yeah. don't play yeah. four and play. Don't play four. Four is not a good video game. It's not, but it's better than five. Yeah. It is better than five, but that bar is very low. No, it's five. True. Five that decided to be Call of Duty with Jets. And oh like, God, well, I played through plays better uh, than this. I played through Halo Five twice and hated it worse. Than I never, the I time. never finished. I never finished the story. I said, oh, I, it's I, bad. I'm just going to jump into it's... multiplayer, and then multiplayer. I'm like, this doesn't feel like Halo multiplayer. They so decided that 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 <sighs> feels like they saw um, what Mass Effect did. Um, and what Assassin's Creed did with like the precursor race stuff. And they decided that the precursor race was the, um, the most, uh, intriguing part of that series. And it absolutely 100% was not. What was the other series? You said Mass Effect and what? 
Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you know who did it before that? Metroid. Well, sure. And Jack and yeah, Jasper. Yeah, yeah. A, a hundred, a hundred games have done it before. Neither, of, sure. yeah, but neither of those. Like the, the reason why I said Metroid Prime was just the way the enemies moved, like the weird precursor enemies that could like transform, sort of to move. Like kind of. Yeah. I was like, this this would have been great in Metroid Prime, where the lock mechanic happens, where you could just hold a button and you'd follow the enemy automatically. I'm like, this doesn't work in this. <laughs> Um, it was a weird, and then the extra abilities, but they hadn't fucked up the shooting in uh, Halo 4 like they did with Halo 5. I don't know. Oh. I'm looking forward to Halo. It, it, it sounds like I'm not. Be good. Guess... There hasn't been a good Halo since Bungie yeah. Print making it. And so, uh, yeah, that's talk... that's a good way to put it. I, yeah. I am incredibly hopeful that the game turns out well, but my confidence level isn't high based on yeah the developer's recent track record on Halo games. Yeah. I will tell you this right now, 100%. If Halo Infinite is a bad video game, 343 is fucking done. done. They're done. They, and quite honestly, the, the series is probably done for a while. And it's yeah. funny because... Leave I feel it dormant like, for like five years and it, then let somebody else take it over. Gears of War kind of went the different direction, you know, where uh, 4 and 5 have kind of been these interesting new takes that have been doing fairly well with the franchise. Yeah. I think they did better than like, like, you know, yeah, you get to Gears of War three or whatever, but then they did judgment, which wasn't like loved. And then they did four, which was better. And then five, I only heard good things about. So five was a great game. It really was. I have it downloaded still. I've never started to feel bad, but it's just one of those things where it's like, even, even the praise around it, like, no one seems to complain about where that series went. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit, so uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say about Halo. Um, the, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned because, um, not just because of the way it looks, which we've already kind of beat to the ground, but because it's going to be the first entry in the series that is open world. And it's from a developer that I don't necessarily have a whole lot of trust in. And like they, they didn't do a great job making Halo games that were just like the first three. Um, and so to, to, to put confidence (laughs) in their ability to make a great Halo game that also is a great open world game when those two things have never coexisted. Um, concerns yeah. me a little bit but <laughs> no i I, I genuinely hope and you know I, I as a lover of the series i genuinely hope that i am dead wrong um because the last two games have honestly make made me wish they would have ended the series with reach which was i i thought tremendous i know it's got its detractors but um i loved that game and four and five were just not yeah. to the level no, I will replay Halo One, Two, Three, and Reach. I will not replay Four and Five. I've not even reinstalled them since I deleted them. Can we talk yeah, about agreed. some other stuff that was yeah. Yes. shown? <laughs> yeah, we so probably Echo, should. I saw Echo Generation, which is the turn-based RPG that takes place what it looks like in the real world. Oh, the Stranger Things kind of game. Yeah, yeah, Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, that game looked cool. I, I'm, I'm interested in that. I, I thought it was neat. Um, 
uh, Tell Me Why, which is Donk Nod's new. Not yeah, like that's not for me. I I like their stuff, so I it looks. That's out like soon. That's out in, like a month. Yeah, are they doing it in bit pieces? Episod- episodic, yeah. Yeah, fucking. Bit. So it's out. It won't be out for another year for me because I'm not sitting around waiting for their next episode. <laughs> I hate that shit. Um, the gunk, which you mentioned earlier, which I uh, I love. Uh- I love Steam World, uh, so yeah. if whatever they're making, I will play that game. It's weird to see them working in 3D. I was surprised, but I'm excited to see what they come up with. It's also yeah, weird to see them working. It, uh, it's also weird to see them working exclusively with the Xbox because not even all their regular games are on Xbox yet. Yeah. Well, well no, and their games paid. are on like everything. Yeah. So what? And I read somewhere that it is a full exclusive. Um, Stalker Two is never coming out. <laughs> well, if it does, it. it'll be in Game Pass. So yeah, that. it's just one of those things where it's like, it has been talked about and being... Tr- it's not made by the original team. Yeah. So, right. I, I don't know what people are expecting, but hey, it's a thing. Uh, the medium still looks interesting. I heard that they patented their dual screen thing where you get to see both in like the current time and the spirit world or whatever. I want to it play just, that game. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm interested in it. That's not a new mechanic. No, um, no, it's not. But, but it's just funny looks, that they pan. That it's like patented. Like, is that it game though? looks super interesting? And like, it's got the music of the Silent Hill composer. Hill. Yeah. And I'm 100 percent down with all of those things. That, I it's, play it looks weird. I'm in. That's an yeah. easy way to get. Um, I'm just going through. Um, uh. Like we've mentioned, uh, Avowed, um, Psychonauts 2, The Warhammer looked interesting. I'm kind of interested in 40k. Uh, Dark I don't even Tide. know what that. I don't even know what that game is. I'm, it's well, it's fat. It's Fat Shark, so it's it's going to be like Vermintide. Okay, I, I but, feel like I had enough Vermintide. Yeah, but 40k, 40k. I gets mean, it's the 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 horror the hint, in space. The the hint that it was going to be like Vermintide is in the name because isn't it called Dark Tide? Yeah, it's called Dark. Yeah, yeah. And, and Fat and, Shark's and, the same people that make Vermintide. So I, I, I guess it's help. four. It's a four-player shooter like that. I also can't help but roll my eyes anytime a new Warhammer game is announced. I'm sorry. There's been so there's been <laughs> as many bad ones as there've been it's, good ones. So that is fair, but at the same time, the Vermintide games were good. And they I like. Were, the I really 40, didn't need more of them. I like the yeah. 40k universe a lot more than just standard Warhammer. Um. Because it's, they get into the weird space horror stuff with like Space Hulk. I mean, and I'll, so, I'll play it because it's a so game pass. Seeing that, I'm like, I kind of want to play that because it feels like it's going to be kind of like the Aliens Colonial Marines game that you don't have. <laughs> it, the, that, that's kind of where, I mean, really, Space Marines is owned by 40K. That's a term that 40 like. My favorite created. Warhammer game was oh. the Gears of War clone. What was that one called? Um, Space Marine. Space Marine. I love yeah. that game. That game was so It's an excellent fun. game. Yeah, it's a very underrated third-person shooter. Yep. Um, and then the other one, well, the last one that I have, there's a couple other games that had trailers drop this week that I want to talk about, but the other one was Crossfire X, which I've been waiting for for so long. Which is the <laughs> Microsoft's remedy. still trying to make people care about that game's multiplayer, and it is uh, not good. Nobody gives a shit about Crossfire, what? the multiplayer. I want to play the Remedy. <laughs> it looks like it looked like that one, the single player, is not going to be in Game Pass. Is that what no. it said at the bottom of the screen? 
Yeah, so the way they the way they worded that was poor uh, because the single player is not in Game Pass, but you can play the multiplayer for free because it's free to play. Yeah, that, that's why they. That's one of the reasons why they kept making the point throughout the broadcast. If you listen, they kept saying you can either get them in Game Pass or free to play. Yep, because a couple of those games were free to play multiplayer games. I, I just Which I've been waiting sense. for that campaign to release for a long time because it's been in development forever. Um, like before Control was announced. So I want to see what they've been doing. It'll be the first time they've worked first person, right? Remedy? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I can't think of a first person game. So, I mean, it's Remedy. Uh, you, you know, they could sell me anything at this point. So that's the that's the example of a develop, developer that has earned trust before walking into a new... Uh, a type of game. Yeah, it's the only reason I have I give any shits about Crossfire X is because Remedy is making a for sure. Player. Yeah, yeah, and also you know the same reason why I have confidence in uh, Cyberpunk, even though it's first person. Yeah, it's it's CD Projekt Red. They haven't made a bad video game yet. Right. So, yeah, three four three. Take some notes. Y'all made two. They both <laughs> been bad. <laughs> um. I was trying to think if there was anything else before we move on um, from that particular show, and I'm—I mean, Forza's Forza—it's a—it's a car game. It'd be fine. It's good car porn. It I is. Mean, Forza's like, always want, good. I mean, you want to see cars in high detail? That's the game now. So, yeah, I—I yeah. I, I am—I am more sold on what Microsoft is doing as opposed to what they're delivering. So like the the all my games work they work better game pass you know hardware is super powerful so all of my even my old games are going to run good um but as far as next gen games go I don't feel like either one of them has sold me on a next gen console yet so if I am not able to afford a PS5 this fall I'm okay with that cuz I'll play Spider-Man come spring when I buy one you know so yeah, pandemic going on. People no jobs. These Sony and Microsoft being like, we'll kind of give you a reason to spend five hundred dollars this November. Yeah. Also, it was it's very. I don't know if you guys saw this. It's very interesting that uh, Microsoft has kind of leaked the uh, date uh, because on the call, the earnings call uh, for Microsoft, somebody asked her about a new console, and they said yes, this November. So, yep. Now, if only somebody could get the price out of them. Yeah, that's coming uh, in August. I'm almost guarantee you that we'll have both prices by the end of August. So better. I mean, I I don't know how much it matters because, like, we saw the report that Sony has doubled their production, so there will be 10 million PS5s available by the end of the year. That should be plenty for the people who are going to buy it. I'm guessing we're going to see $500. Con- I, I'm guessing the PS5 will be 500 for the disc, 450 without, and then the Xbox Series X will be 500, with the Lockhart being 300. That would be my guess right now. So, I don't know. Any other news before we move on, Anthony? You said you saw. Yeah. A couple so, of- um, uh, this is a game I've been following for quite some time. At- I think it's Ari and the Secret of the Seasons. They had a new trailer drop. It still looks great. It's a third-person, like a 3D platformer. 
um, but you can change the seasons. So like, you know, uh, water freezes and stuff. It's very interesting how far that game has come since their early days, like visually even. Um, it's coming out, I think, this year. Uh, Phantom Doctrine 2 had a trailer come out, which is weird because they're going to be a third-person shooter instead of a turn-based strategy game. I didn't really care for that turn-based strategy game. It was fine, but the gimmick in theirs was you never miss a shot because if you can make a shot, like if you can if you can see the enemy, you can make the shot, which you thought I thought was a good idea until enemies were making impossible shots that they shouldn't have been able to make um, through like standing on sidewalks and shooting through a window on the same side of the street. Um, but so it's interesting that they're changing the uh, game entirely. And then there was a game called Sable that I saw a trailer for this week, which kind of looks like Ico. But oh, saw, Sable, com- Sable's been around for a while. They announced that like last year. Oh, wow. Okay. I've not seen a trailer for it before. It's got a very unique art style of Mobius, and I kind of love it. But that it's one not is uh, next year. Yeah, that one is a launch exclusive for Xbox, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. Well, it looks amazing. So that that was it. And then, you know, the Nintendo leaks came out. When the fuck is uh, Tunic going to come out? That's what I want to know. I don't know. That game feels like Cuphead on steroids because, like, they announced it, like, three years ago and it's still not out. Um, are we going to talk about the Nintendo leaks? I, I mean, it, it, it really, it, it probably interests you because you're kind of into that stuff, but, like, having the source code for N64 games... So, no, it's not the source code. I, I could give it a I'm never going to do anything with the source code. What's interesting is that they kept almost everything. So not only do they have like the original Mal Blanc like clips that they were using as placeholders for Mario 64, they have the high res version of all the dialogue said for Mario and Star Fox and everything. So now you can and the like I'm not breaking this to anyone, I'm sure, but like you can hear so long gay Bowser in like glorious high definition. <laughs> So the compressed audio, where it's supposed to be so long, King Bowser, but that is definitely not what he's saying. Um, yeah, I, I I listened to the audio clip this morning. It's it, he, I I don't hear King. <laughs> no, I don't hear King either, and it's um, Charles. But, it's okay. It'd be alright. Yeah. Um, but it's it's uh, man, it, it's fascinating to see that they kept all that stuff because, like, my friend pointed out, like, you know, they. They're one of the few. Square Enix had to remake Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 from the ground up because they just got rid of everything. And Nintendo held on to all this stuff. Now, it's shitty, as some, uh, as my friend pointed uh, another friend pointed out, like that they've held on to this stuff in this kind of their payment, is that they get hacked and the stuff leaks out. But it's really fascinating just how far they would take, like how much they kept in all the design documents and everything, like, I don't know. It's fascinating. I'm sure it fascinates other people. Uh, Luigi was originally supposed to be in Mario 64. There's a model that's partially made. We knew that back in 95. No, you didn't. It was a rumor still. Because yeah, I knew there it. Was no... I believed it. Okay, well, that's great that you believed it, that you didn't have any proof. <laughs> Shut up. You were like two. <laughs> I was three. Okay, I was close. I just guessed. So, but... Um, I was 16, it... motherfucker. Okay. Say that like you're proud of it, but you're just gonna feel old in four seconds anyway. So it's like I all, I gotta what... do, all I gotta do is walk to the kitchen, and I feel old, Anthony. It's okay. But yeah, no, it's fascinating. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, I think this is a continuation 
the leaks that brought us all the Pokemon leaks as well. There's a couple in there as well for Pokemon, but um, it, it's just weird to see how far they took an idea before going, yeah, we're done. Yeah, well, they should use all that to remaster Mario 64. Well, they should do a lot of stuff with it. Like, hey, what if you did add Luigi to the original Mario 64 instead of just the DS version? All right, we ready to move on? Yeah. All right, we got a couple emails. First one's from Iwakara. Strap in. Hey, yo, it's Iwakara, boys. What a crazy time it is right now. This is a time in our lives we will look back on and tell our kids about. Hopefully we make it through this crazy time and hope it never happens again. My daughter is three years old. My kid's also living through it, so I don't have to tell him. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think they fully grasp it, though. I don't know. Um, Explaining to her not being able to leave the house is heartbreaking. Especially, uh, Usually mom works weekends, so my daughter and I would go to the zoos, theme parks, and adventures, but telling her they're closed and we can't go really sucks. On the positive side, though, I got her into the Switch, uh, playing Super Mario Odyssey, using the left joystick and camera kind of adjusts itself, jumping, throwing hat buttons, pretty good for a three-year-old, I reckon. So I'm happy, I'm a happy dad right now, haha. Also, I've been showing her lots of clips of Hollywood Hogan, <laughs> all his entrances with the NWO spray-painted belt. She wow. loves it. She also, she also has her own NWO belt, and we do the wolf pack gesture, it's too cool, man. Too sweet. Not too cool. Too sweet. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> too <laughs> sweet. Anyhow, last time I wrote in, I started a podcast. I have now put that to an end. It was a good experiment and a learning lesson for me. Uh, convincing my wife I need two to three hours away to record one is a thing, but editing and creating graphics whenever you can as a parent and full-time work is difficult. So I started a new pa- podcast that is here to stay. It's with my mates, and we talk pop culture, tech, games, and all. As a 10-year listener and supporter of the show, I think it's cool to plug it. It's called What Bros Think. We'd love to have you guys just listen to one episode and let us know what you think. We went all out and bought Blue Yetis. Uh, they're an awesome plug-and-play <laughs> microphone. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's just too funny because as you're talking, the button just keeps getting louder. <laughs> He's really getting into it, man. Uh, just... <laughs> Uh, they're an awesome plug-and-play microphone for beginners. Uh, anyhow, boys, it's not an Eorcara email without an Eorcara question. So Rockstar has finished GTA 6, and the working title is just GTA 6. So they've come to you for $1 million to give GTA 6 a subtitle. You're not allowed to preview the game. You get no help. You just get a $1 million for the title. If I had to do it, I know they need an attractive title to sell copies, so I'd call it GTA 6. Heavy hanging boobies in my mouth edition. What would you guys go with? Thanks. Pretty sure they'd have to not have they have to have a sticker over that in the store. <laughs> uh, do they don't they don't really do subtitles anymore? No, that's the reason why I can't think of one. And and when they did, it was usually just where it was. Yeah, I'd call it GTA Six. It's got online, motherfucker. Yeah, that's just people... GTA Online, and then. In small letters underneath N6. N6. I would love to about. see them. I would love to see them go back in time again and do like an uh, another Vice City style game in the 80s. Wish they'd remaster the two PSP games to be better. 
Uh, I, I especially Ryan, Vice City I, stories. I Ryan to get mad at me, but I wish they'd remaster Vice City to to be better. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, Antonio sends an email. His email is entitled in for Craig Radio. So, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm not jumping on the hate train, but I do have a concern with Halo. Obviously, COVID has been a huge monkey wrench, and 343 isn't even sure they're going to be able to roll out a beta like they thought they would. To me, that is not a great sign. Another thing 343 noted is that ray tracing will be patched in after the game has already been released. I honestly feel like this game would have been delayed if it wasn't launching alongside the new Xbox. And it makes me think the game will be coming in extremely hot. Uh, I also think Sony is overestimating how many PS5 consoles they think they will sell in regards to the manufacturing increase. Right now, you can't find any iteration of an Xbox One or P- and PS4 or a Nintendo Switch. I think people getting over $600 a week from unemployment has played a huge role in that it isn't going to be the case in a week or two. And there's no telling what this country is going to look like come November. Uh, all, all certainly valid points. Yeah. Um, not to harp on that part of the world, but it is very discerning that, uh, on Friday that ends for a lot of people. Yep. Let's hope that Uh, something changes in that. I hope so. I do not have confidence that it will change. I do Um, not either. It is, it's also horrible that it also ends on Friday and rent is due on Monday <laughs> for a lot of people, you know? So, I mean, maybe he's right. I mean, what are we going to look like in, what is it, 100 days to the election? Yes. Um, so, November, new consoles come out. Um, Christmas, Thanksgiving, where is this world going to be? Three months. In three months, it'll be uh, Halloween. And we'll be right on the cusp. (laughs) 10 million PS5s. You think there are 10 million people that can afford one come November? I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe worldwide, you know, like maybe... (laughs) I have no idea though. You're right. Like it's it's something I never even thought about. Like not the not the not affording part, but like are they thinking in the terms of like and Tony makes a good point. Like are they thinking of the terms of right now where people still do have money to some extent? Yeah, I mean we're looking at this thing about to end come the end of this week and you know, we've all kind of gotten accustomed to the way the world is right this minute. But as of next week this world's gonna be very different. Um, we're watching people go back into lockdown as opposed to coming out of lockdown. So, yep. I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's terrifying. Um, I, I sit in a place of privilege where I'm not overly concerned with what's going to happen to me, but I look at a lot of people that do not have that luxury. Yep. And I guarantee you the last thing on their mind is a PlayStation five. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and unfortunately the the this, you know, the the, the less money that's out there in people's pockets, the more desperate people are going to get. And the last thing in the world we need right now is desperate people. 
Yeah, we definitely don't need that. Although we could be looking at a happy time. Maybe by the time these consoles launch, we'll have a new uh, leader of the free world and possibly a vaccine. I don't know if it's going to be any better. But, uh, it's going to be better, but I mean, the, the vaccine, I don't know if help the vaccine uh, may or may not be ready by then. I know, but I mean, it could be. It could be. And, and that would be that would be very uplifting to say for sure. And as for the leader thing, I don't know how much that's actually going to help people that need it in that direct moment. It'll, but it'll make me feel real good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As long as you, <laughs> I'm just, I I'm just saying, anyway, it'll lift a lot of people's spirits. Anthony is what I I'm trying to say. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't I'm not take talking about the world's, gonna, the world's not going to change on November fifth or whatever the day. I I get that. No, but you got you got till February. He has enough time to ruin. It. Jan- January, January, oh, January. It's, but still, it like literally, if it happened, a lot of people would their their mood would improve heavily. Yeah, I I don't want to bring it down, but I I I worry about what would happen if he loses. Still has power. I don't. I don't want to talk about this. Isn't a political podcast, but no, you're right. But I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah, it is. All right, let's do some tweets. We had a lot of tweets come in. Um, one from last week. Greg wants to say. So I hear uh, chase. Um, so I hear chasing. It's worded weird. So I hear stop chasing Fortnite from you guys, but Fortnite chased PUBG and Call of Duty and Apex Legends all chase Fortnite, and they all found success. Seems as success while tough can be found. How can you say stop trying to these companies? Well, okay, first off, I'm going to tell you PUBG was around and that became a thing. Fortnite chased it. You say Call of Duty and Apex chase Fortnite. Call of Duty and Apex, I don't know if you recognize this, but they're backed by, I don't know, two of the biggest fucking companies in the world with endless amounts of money. Yeah. So yeah, there is and, that. And, um, you know, with within what has become Fortnite's core demographic. Um, Each of those have a holding? They, well, they, yeah, they have, they have seen small spikes and then fallen back off again. Oh, also, I wanted to bring this up because I saw this tweet earlier. Um, remember that game, the, the reason this conversation came up last week, Rocket Arena? Yeah. Yep. I saw it on sale this morning for nine ninety nine. Yep. I, I mean, it, how many mention, hero shooters? I just, I just want, companies that have talented developers to look at other things they could do. Yeah. yeah. Here's my example. And, and selfishly, things that I actually care about. I'm not really a big <laughs> fan of Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, yeah I hear you there. The How many people chased Overwatch when Overwatch became a thing? Overwatch was just doing what TF2 basically established, sure, but everybody chased it in that moment. And didn't really think of how can we make this better. It was how can we make this different enough to stand out, and that's not enough. And you know what was it? Paragon. Um, For every game that you can label that's a success, I can give you five failures. Yeah, that's and, why I say well, yeah, stop chasing. Show it. me, show me, show me um, a game that does. And this is subjective, but still, show me a game that does battle royale better than Fortnite. And I'll agree that people should continue trying to chase that. Well, I, I, I mean, look at Call of Duty. How many war shooters came out? Like Medal of Honor reestablished itself, tried to be Call of Duty, and failed. We haven't had one since. No, and we probably won't. And did no. you notice that last year's Call of Duty did not have a battle royale? And like, it's just, it's yeah. I mean, it's a lot of. 
uh, there's a lot. Well, I mean, now called Battle Royale, sort of, with whatever the mode is called, but it's free to play. You right? saw you saw the Overwatch community move to Valorant for about a month, and and that's our point. Like, so what? So so the this tweet is saying like, oh, they should ch- chase the chase it. Well, if you chase it and you fail, that could be the end of the studio and your job. Yeah, look at the the uh, Amazon one. Remember the Amazon Overwatch clone? Yeah, it was it was de-released. It's it's that's <laughs> the reason why you have all these talented people, and then you chase something that's already been established, and you know you you could lose your job, and like all these talented people are now separated instead of just doing something unique, or you know not even necessarily unique, but different from what everybody's playing at the moment. Like yeah. it's. It, it's just it's there. You know, we had the issue with 3D platform point where a bunch of studios made 3D platform. It's always a constant thing, and instead of trying to find a need and fill it, they're not. They're looking at what's popular, and like the the reason and and the reason why uh, Fortnite did well after um, uh, PUBG was because PUBG wasn't updating fast enough. And Fortnite came in, was more kid-friendly, and just kept doing update after update after update. Now they got Aquaman. Yeah. And they had... (laughs) uh, (laughs) They had uh, Batman before, I'm pretty sure. They had Black Manta now. Yeah, Black Manta was added to the... Like, what other game could get away doing an Aquaman promotion in July of 2020? (laughs) But it's just it's it. That's the reason why Fortnite was successful. Um, plus, it already had an established brand because Fortnite Save the World came out. Um, yeah, which nobody played. Right, but like you know, the Call of Duty, the people playing Call of Duty. Um, what's it? Sorry, um, Battle Royale are the same people to be playing Call of Duty. Like, yeah, you have some new people, but it's. It's going to be mostly Call of Duty players still. Like, it's not bringing in a new audience necessarily. I know the new one that's free does a better job of that, but like Black Ops 4 wasn't like the big success they wanted it to be. Um, <sighs> it, it's just, it, this has been a consistent issue of people, you know, you had Resident Evil clones for a long time. Like, everything that's been popular, don't, like, studios close because of it. That is the biggest takeaway. It's not so much necessarily people playing the games that's the issue. It's that if they don't do well, studios can close. If they don't do well to the expectations, shit, um, Lego Dimensions, you know, uh, Skylanders, and Disney Infinity. Disney closed up shop. They were doing well, but it wasn't enough. Well, yeah, they, you chase something that's popular too, right? Especially like if, when you chase something that's already done well. Because... Right. Not only do you have to make a game, you have to make a game that's better than the one that's got all the players because you're trying to pull players from it. And people, especially with games like this, people have they have time and experience and uh, downloadable content and um, you know all that stuff already wrapped up in that ecosystem. And so the game has to be even that much better to pull them out of that ecosystem. You know, it's funny that this week we had that. Um... Malin Wonderworld and um, that other, uh, I don't like the main game, Jet Set Radio clone, whatever it's called, right? Which is now, I think, the second one Naganuma's done music for. 
But um, he uh, like like everybody's like, well, this is what we've wanted, but that only works because Sega's not doing theirs, right? Like if they'd have to either like they'd have to be so what much Capcom better. did it to uh, Inafune. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> here's here's Mega Man with Mighty Number no. Nine. Nah, Capcom's like, hold my beer. Yeah, like it, <laughs> and and th- that's a bit different because they're not out at the same time, really. Like there was a good. No, but he like, they inevitably killed it immediately. Right, right. Like they, there's no future for Mighty Number no. Nine, not only because of issues that Mega Man's back. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's a lot of stuff. Like I can't th- think about how many Mortal Kombat clones there were. Oh god, there's so many of them, and yeah. most of them were just god awful. Yeah, even but even if they were good, they're not Mortal Kombat great. So it's just it's it's that that I always have the issue with is that's the reason why I don't like companies chasing this, especially with multiplayer stuff, which is so fickle and can be over quickly. Like with a single player experience, at least you have, you know, some life where somebody might discover and be like, oh, this was really good version of this. Uh, wasn't as good as Zelda, but it was like Zelda, you know, Dark Siders and stuff, which isn't Zelda quality, but it's still very good. Um, but you know, if they went up against Zelda directly, it would have been slaughtered. So it's just it's stuff like that where it's like there's a difference between homage and and taking the best parts of and directly competing against the person that's already established and is doing it amazingly. All right. Uh, Jeremy says, due to a long, uh, long move from Arizona to Idaho, I haven't had much time for gaming uh, in the last month. How long have you guys had to go without games due to life or adult stuff? Also, thanks for keeping me company through northern Arizona and most of Utah. Um, probably a month at the most. I think when I bought my house, I went like a week and a half without playing any games and it sucked because I had an early copy of Uncharted 2. <laughs> yeah. And I really, really, really yeah, wanted Uncharted, to be playing that. Uncharted 2, which is still probably the best one in that series. <laughs> yeah, but after coming off the first one that I liked, I was oh, like, oh yeah. man, I'm super excited for this one. And I had it early. I had it like two weeks early. And I was like, I need to play it. I need and to get of hype around that game was, this is the best game ever. And there you are. It's the first thing I pulled out of my U-Haul truck was my TV and my PS3. I was like, let's do this. <sighs> Wombat, you got a time? Um, yeah, it's probably either right after my son was born or um, when we bought our house. It's we funny. Spent a month, we spent a month when we bought our house before we moved in just painting and cleaning and oh, God, yeah. gigging already. I I remember what happened when my wife went into labor um, with our son. I was playing Just Cause 2. And she was playing World of She was playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> that I will never forget that for as long as I live. It just makes me laugh. <sighs> um Real Shogun Beats has a, has a mini rant on Twitter here. He says gamers are never happy. Microsoft showed us a very diverse group of games with very odd messaging, especially when your game is not ready for prime time. They need to delay Halo. Gamers need to chill out, and it's plenty of thing. Um, it's plenty of things that the, to play. The system will be good. Balan Wonderworld is not for me, but I'm happy it exists. Somebody will get into gaming because of it. Looks like it has a great message. 
what I've seen over the last week is a bunch of toxic crybabies crying about games they don't care about. Halo is a reflection of Phil Spencer's leadership. 343 cannot afford to have another bad game. Boy, we went over that. Um, yeah. Why would they show a four to six month old build of a game running on a PC when the game comes out in four months? I know Phil wants to launch the, uh, the system with Halo, but he needs to delay the game. Uh, sorry, guys. Rant over. Love the show, by the way. I started playing Dragon Age Inquisition again. And did you know it's more than just the hinterlands in this game? Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I know, right? That game. There's so much more of that game. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong in his rant. Um, people's, people tend to focus so heavily on negative aspects. And even when they criticize, they don't criticize well. They want to turn it into a a schoolyard argument about whose box is better, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and it's well, it's easier to criticize than to talk about good things too. So, oh, absolutely, it takes so much less effort to be a negative asshole than it does to be positive about anything. And it is frustrating. I get Anthony's thing. Like, I criticized the Xbox show as soon as it was over, and it was just like the the PlayStation fanboys that hate me came out so hard and were like, see, I told you. And I'm like, that doesn't change my mind. I'm still buying a Series X. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <sighs> it's frustrating. Uh, Mr. Fantastico says, at this point, it's not about Xbox trying to convince PlayStation fans. It's trying to justify why you're not a Game Pass member if you're a gamer. That's true. I will say that looking at people, because it was even on Reddit where people were like, all these all these influencer types, because none of us are. Um, <laughs> we, uh, they were like, oh, Game Pass is the best deal. And it was like, they were just signing up for I'm like, there's no way you're fucking just signing up for this. Like, get the fuck out of here. Well, do you that know, dollar like, thing. Yeah, well, it's like, I saw Greg Miller had posted about it. Like, you're signing up for the first time, Greg? Come on. He also said he'd never played through Halo. I was like, you know what? Hmm. This is why I don't trust your opinion. <laughs> if you've never played Halo, yeah, and you're yeah. like, even if you didn't like it, that's fine. But Halo was like a cultural touchstone. At game. least one of them. Yeah, yeah, you had to have played you know? through at least one of them. And uh, quite honestly, to for somebody to have not played through somebody in this industry and steeped in gaming to have not played through CE is crazy to me. Yeah. That'd be like saying you didn't play super Mario world or you didn't play, you know, uncharted Super Mario 64. Yeah. yeah. Like really? You, you didn't play, you didn't play that game. Well, Halo well, 3 was you, you've heard I didn't me, even have an Xbox. And I, I mean, you've heard playing. me criticize the shit out of John cause he's never played through a mega man game. And you know what? I will continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. John has never played through a Mega Man game. Well, fuck him. <laughs> I can't believe that. I knew he didn't play through Chrono Trigger, and I can't give him too much shit, because I still have it, and I barely played it. Um, but, like, wow. not a Mega Man game is like an hour and a half. Come on, John. Yeah, well, shit. I mean, there's a bunch of different Mega Man games. Too. There's one Chrono Trigger. I get how you miss it. but like, <laughs> There's like 37 oh, Mega Man games. Probably more than that, but yeah. Uh, John uh, Mega Man Soccer first and be like, it wasn't great. Like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fantasco says, I quit Destiny after the first game, but announcing the partnership with Bungie for all past DLC and upcoming DLC in November, I'll run the campaign now. I feel like 
them stealing the player base is going to go unnoticed. Bungie having cross save makes Xbox the place to play. Yeah, that was kind of an underrated yeah, announcement that a, in that. I was going to say that was kind of a, one of those announcements that flew under the radar, but probably should have had more um, hype than it did. I think uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, if you have Game Pass, you have all of Destiny too. This is the slow work back in having <laughs> Bungie back. Yeah. Yeah, they'll just buy them back because you know yeah, they they did that? split. Yeah. They let did split from Activision. Let me let me just take that Destiny and here's Halo back. <laughs> well, that's that's what will happen is in five years Microsoft will buy De- uh, Bungie and then they'll release Halo reboot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bungie undoing undoing the work of three four three. Three four three will just become a support studio yeah. at that point. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, all right, here we go. Time for the Dustin tweets. You ready? Yeah. Is Microsoft even trying to sell their system or just Game Pass? We kind of. Yeah, we kind of hit on that. Uh, there's no reason to get a Series X until year three, so it looks like I'll be getting a PS5 right away. I mean, if five hundred dollars yep. is what you want to spend to buy play Spider Man, that's cool. Uh, is uh. Tony hasn't brought up his review of a way out. To play, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. Oh, go ahead, go I can't ahead. let that just go past. To play Spider-Man and also the third-party games that are releasing this year. I mean, you can play them on PS4, right? No, not yeah, necessarily. But if yeah, I'm going to buy, if I'm going to upgrade to a new system this year, then. Uh, but I, I mean, can yeah, play if you are a, a but, system but, that I, has an exclusive that I want and the other third-party stuff. Hold on, but uh, yeah, before the. PlayStation guys come after me if you were going to upgrade. Sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if I wasn't going to upgrade, I have no reason to buy either console. I really don't. Sure. You know, one game is not... One game hasn't sold a system for me since Mario 64. That was the last one game that sold a system for me. (sighs) Oh... Uh, Tony hasn't brought up his review of a way out lately. Has he finally moved on, or is he going to brood over it forever? It's funny because there's an irony to this tweet. Because you I'm talked sorry. about it last week, right? I don't give a shit. When I talked about it, I talked about it. And so I have to say. No, I talked about it definitely two weeks ago too. It's just uh... I find it funny because it's like he's complaining about my complaint, and I could say the same thing about Dustin tweets. So it's just I don't know, whatever. Oh, I'm having a, I'm having a good time. I've laughed a lot today. Made me feel good. Like I'm gonna go buy a, an Atari this fall. That's the real game system. You should. Right? You know, I I almost messaged you at one point and said if we get this, on it so I can tear it apart. We weren't <laughs> gonna get either. Like, remember when the Polymega was coming out in yeah. January, February, March, April, May, yeah, June? I, I actually trust them, which is weird because I didn't originally. Um, but I've come to trust them that they want to make a quality product, and so they are not rushing it out the door. Hey, I'm um, okay. I'm okay with that. Unlike um, Atari, which was originally supposed to have games, but then now is just a Linux PC, I think, or something like that. Like the sandbox mode is just a PC. I don't know. The, the whole thing is weird. That and the uh, Intellivision Amico. I just oh, that's coming up next. Hold on to that. Oh, uh, reheated KFC is disgusting. Yeah, it is. I would never reheat KFC. I uh, get cold. 
out of the All this talk cool. over Xbox and PlayStation, and no one is even mentioning the big console this fall, the Amico. <laughs> okay. Now I get it. The <laughs> <laughs> uh. Amico. I love Tommy Tallarico. I think he's, he's a, a he's a great guy, but um Is he yeah. though? Because like I his his I met him in person on, and he was super nice. His his take on stuff is pretty fucked up and he keeps like I don't I don't usually hold people accountable for who they work for because I mean everybody on this podcast deals with me and I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't for the life of me have them judge based on my own person. Um but like he's still working with uh he's saying it's all family friendly and stuff, but Doug Tenapple's out there being Doug Tenapple. I don't know, I don't know who Doug Tenapple is. The creator of Earthworm Jim. Okay. Um, and like he's got some pretty wrong thoughts on things. And so Tommy's out there going, This is a family console. How dare Nintendo have stuff like murder and rape? He, pretty sure the murder might have been added by me, but he definitely mentioned a rape. How dare they have that on their console? This console's family friendly. And then, you know, the creator of Earthworm Jim's out there spewing hate. And stuff so it's just one of these and then you hate everybody that everybody that asks questions of tommy about this console is a hater and it's just is the most unprofessional thing i've seen since i've been on this podcast but i just i mean seriously like imagine me with all my terrible emotional outbursts running a company <laughs> this is kind of like I mean, I, I, I don't see, like, I, uh, I have legitimately got to the point where I just assume everybody's a piece of shit. Like, I, did you see the Ray Park stuff this weekend? Holy well, shit. Hold on, the Ray Park stuff wasn't so much a piece of shit. It was a why would post that. You didn't read the whole story then. Oh, oh, okay. Go find some messages and emails from his wife and his daughter, and uh, maybe, you, maybe you think twice about him not being a piece of shit. All right. Ah, uh, Dustin also says, anyone else excited for Iuden Chronicle 100 Heroes? Never heard of it. What is that? Anybody know what that is? No clue. Okay. Anthony, you know what that is? No. Okay. Anyone, anyone find any good demos in the Xbox Summer Game Fest? I tried a few, and the only one that sticks out for me is Hellpoint, since it's a Souls-like. I mean, a lot of the stuff I'd already played on the Steam one, so I don't fully know. I downloaded like three of them. I like that Shaolin side-scrolling beat-em-up. That was kind of neat. I forget. It's Shaolin something or Monkey something. Ah, fuck, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I tried that game where you're floating through the, the fields holding hands, picking up apples. Okay, yep. Um, that was okay. It, it played really well. I tried one other game. I don't remember what it was. I meant to download Skatebird. But yeah, like I, never... I said, Jacob played that and enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to to download that. Um, I think that's the only. I kind of went through the demos. I think the problem with them is that there was too many of them, and I like didn't know what to download. <laughs> so I kind of yeah. would go into the I would go into the description of it and read it, and if it sounded like a game I was interested in, I might download it. I don't know. Um, I'm glad Gambus Khan appeared in two episodes as the world's biggest cock tease. Since he's, <laughs> since he's been MIA again, all everyone thought he would be on at least every other episode. I I want to put out there that I've talked to Jason. He's in 
kind of a bad place right now, so that's why he hasn't been back on. Uh, it hasn't because he doesn't want to. So, uh, Dustin wants to know when Jay is going to join the podcast full time again. <laughs> Probably never. There were also a lot of things going on behind the scenes on that one, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Curtis says, "Am I too late? Do you think next gen will be worth the wait and hype?" I hope so. I think if you buy one this fall, you will be. I don't think you'll regret your purchase, but I think you'll be sitting there waiting for the reason why. Yeah, I think longer. But I mean, that's every that's every console. It's just the, the the older we get, the smarter we come to realize that. The only the only real reason why I think that the PS4 and PS3 looked as big as it as it did was that the PS4 could actually put out 1080p for most games, unlike the PS3, which would only do 720 most of the time. And so you didn't have, and it had better answers. Um, but if you look between the Xbox One's early games and late Xbox 360, yeah, they're a bit muddier, but not as big of a difference as the PS3 to PS4. Um, but again, you were waiting a while before you had a reason why. I know that it was a little bit quicker on the Xbox with like Sunset Overdrive and stuff, but was that really need to be next gen? I don't think so. Don't know. So mm. it's the yeah. reality of all consoles, right? You don't. I feel like you don't get uh, you don't get that game that says I need this anymore until you know a year. Except ahead. for the Nintendo sixty four. Well, I was gonna say the Nintendo sixty four. Uh, you know, PlayStation two. Where you PlayStation two's launch games were terrible, but no, it was but the uh, it like, was the the DVD player. Well, that too, but I mean, like the Dreamcast, like you at least visually had something. But we were, you know. Um, exponentially growing at that time, and we are now at the point where we cannot do that anymore. Visually, yeah, no. You know the, I mean? the, the, the people that are going to brag about these console graphics at launch are going to be people who are really digging into small nuance. Um, there's not going to be there's not going to be a game that says, oh, I couldn't do this on last gen at launch. It's and not going to happen. It, it feels right. Um, you know, you're splitting pixels every time we have the new launch now. Like we're like you know, with the difference between PS4 Pro and PS4 isn't as big. And now, technically, if you're comparing against PS PS5 against PS4, sure. But like, if you're comparing to the last console they put out, which is the PS4 Pro, in comparison to the PS5, is the jump going to be that much larger? And the answer is no. It's not going to be as large as the jump from PS2 to PS3. It's just not going to happen. Or no. the Xbox to Xbox 360. Um, no. It's not going to be that big. I think another one of the reasons that I had such an issue with Spider-Man is I think Spider-Man could have been done on PS4. I think you'll see... I think this is the first time where you'll probably the change more so than um, see it with loading and stuff. Like... If the SSD works like they say they do, which I have reason to doubt, um, you know, you will feel that over a base model PS4 Pro. Oh, fuck yeah. I, if, if my loading time's cut in like fucking 80%, I mean, hell it's yeah. It's also important yeah. to note that people can install SSDs into their console. Yeah, right but now. not these SSDs. Not I don't think that. you understand the difference no, between an SSD and an NVMe. I mean, that's. And no, I'm just big. saying. I'm just saying. Like, I, again, I don't know how much you're going to feel it with like again it's based on optimization to some extent too so again but you're going to feel that if all you've ever used is a base 
PS. Oh god, yeah. If you if all you ever use is the default storage, you're gonna be in for a wild yeah. ride. So, you know, there's that par- portion of it where like how fast does that city load in Spider-Man in comparison to the P- standard PS4 version, which I felt loaded fairly quickly anyways, but like how much faster can this load? Um, and then you have the tech pop-in, right? Like that'll reduce pop-in. So you may start to see it that way. I just don't think you're going to see it in like texture-wise stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, Big Papa says, has it actually been confirmed that PS5 will play the majority of PS4 games? For me, this is a must and is one of the reasons I'm actually thinking of moving to Xbox next gen. My backlog is ridiculous and I do not want to have another console under my TV. I don't know. Sony has been really bad. Tight-lipped. Very cagey about that. Yeah. I don't like where Microsoft said everything except connect games will work. Sony's been kind of like, well, uh, they should work, right? My poor Connect games. <laughs> oh, fuck the Connect games. I don't know if I give a shit about that. Uh, how am I supposed to play this horrible Steel Battalion game? Hey, that's the last Fable game that came out officially, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> the Journey? Fable the, the Journey? The fucking horse carriage game? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Connect is such a fucking piece of shit. Oh, I don't know. I think Sony needs to get out there and, and be like, hey, your library is going to work minus, you know, 5% of games or something. Give it something. Yeah. So. Uh, Real Shogun Beats says, do we have an official launch lineup for both consoles? No. Well, the launch lineup for Xbox uh, Series X is everything you own right now in a little. <laughs> yeah, I think Microsoft was claiming like sixty some new games at launch. I don't know, um, but we don't have an official one. I'm assuming we'll get that closer to release. Um, the difference is, is the Xbox Series X launch lineup will be available also on Xbox One. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, Mark says the show needs a full-time Gambus con. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I mean, I know I didn't talk to Jason a lot, but I actually miss him. He's such a nice person. God damn it. He is, and I do miss him, and I feel bad, you know, that he's in a he's in a not-great place right now. So. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah, you got to take breaks. I totally understand, you know, trying to get stuff focused. I tried to do that on the well on this show and I've clearly had mental breakdowns on this show. <laughs> I mean like, those oh, are yeah. fun too, right? I mean they're fun for everybody else if you like drama listen to drama, but <laughs> necessarily having them on it's not a great thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh last week comes from Steve and Wright. Steve Wright, sorry not Steve. It's <laughs> 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 gonna say I didn't know he was a fan. <laughs> Spilled spot remover on my dog and now he's gone. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm getting slap happy. We're like two hours in. He's so uh, good. He is wonderful. Um, do you think 2K will back off the seventy dollars games if no other publisher raises prices? <laughs> no. Yeah, because there's there's only one NBA game, so no, because they're the ones that'll sell you that NBA game and then still sell you microtransactions inside. They have no qualms about being the most expensive game on the market. Yeah, with uh, Ubisoft came out this week and confirmed that uh, their games are only 60 bucks For the time being. 
For the time being, yes. Yes. I I I mean, it makes sense like especially if you're going to sell like um Assassin's Creed Valhalla and it's going to be the um smart delivery. Thank you. Smart delivery version like why would you charge more for the next gen version just giving it away for like yeah, I just go. I would just go buy the Xbox One version. If I'm if I'm correct, if I'm correct, when the PS3 version of like Black Flag came out, um, the the price of the PS3 version was ten dollars less than the PS4 version. You uh, might I don't be remember right. if that's the case or not. Well, well it was an extra ten dollars to upgrade. I know that. You might so, be right. I don't I think remember. It may have released at. 59 here in Canada in comparison to the 69 that newer games were selling at. So Ooh, good uh, before they became 79. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it makes sense to not sell your games if you're not going to have like if you're going to have the automatic upgrade. The only one that automatically upgrades for um, NBA 2K is the hundred plus dollar ver- Kobe Bryant version. Um, and that one's the same price across the board. So I respect them at least not charging you to upgrade more, but at the same time, if you buy the current gen version, they got a new console. That's another, you know, uh, 70 bucks. Yeah. So that is all of the tweets. If you want to tweet us that M4G podcast, uh, if you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. You can follow me at ZTGD. You can follow Ryan at Wombat RP. Or no, God damn. Wombat RP on Twitter. Yep. You I were doing that. it right. I don't know what you're... I don't. My brain went somewhere else. Okay. And I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Um, you added L to it in the wrong place. Also, just to let y'all know, we put our show on YouTube last week. Uh, so if you enjoyed that, let us know. I will continue to do it for the time. It does take a little extra work to do that, but I'm okay doing it if everybody enjoys that. Also, we're on Spotify now, bitches. So if you load up your yeah. Spotify, you can follow our podcast on Spotify. So subscribe. Click that like do button. It. Whatever that shit is. I don't know. Um. So there you go. More places to listen to this terrible podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. But here we are. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. We've started the show at the launch of the Xbox 360. And here we are. We, right? Wasn't the we the first one that we covered? We were talking about, it was right after the 360 had launched when we started, because we were talking about Dead Rising. Like on yeah, because the, the, the 360 about... launched in November, right, of 2005, and we started this in August of 2006. That is correct. Um... <laughs> so our first I launch was... we covered was the, the PS3, actually, because I was the only one that bought it at launch. Yes. We were talking about so... squinting at Dead Rising on your old tube television? I had an HDTV on. Oh, well, laddie fucking duh. I also yeah. had an HDTV back then. Anthony. All right, well. Well, all right, then I will say I held on to a tube television for a long, long time. I still have two. Um, had one for a long, long time, and I was Weren't you, like, 12 when Dead Rising came out? Uh, give me a second. You shouldn't have been playing that game at 12. Yeah, true story. Boy, I, 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 played, I played the getaway at, like, eight, so, or whatever it was. <laughs> then it came out in 2006. Yeah, Dead Rising came out in 2006. 
I was 14. All right. Wow. I was, so there you go. <laughs> I feel old now. It's funny, it's it's funny that I, I thumb my nose at that now, but I was playing Doom when I was like eight. Hold on. I have to look up the getaway now. It's I don't, different I'm because just, I'm, str- I'm, I'm just struggling now. with the fact that he was 14 when we started the show. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, don't. Okay, I so wish you hadn't brought ten. that up. Now, thanks, was, thanks for I was, that. I was ten, by the way, when The Getaway came out, and that's the first time. Or... Ken, Ken, we are we are aging at this point. God bless. I'll be forty-one yeah, this year. Like video game. Oh, I'll be thirty-nine this year. Oh, you're 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 right Next on the month. cusp of that big uh, that big four zero. That's right. Yeah, my wife just turned forty this year, and then uh, I'll be forty next year. I, I enjoy that my wife is older than I am. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> next year, get, last year, of my twenties. So I get to watch her hit those milestones before I hit them, so I can make fun of her for like eight months before I turn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, you're old. You're so old. You're like forty. I'm still in my thirties. <laughs> yep. Oh, anyway, that's the show. We forgot to do the joke. God damn it. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure if you wanted to, so I was like, all right. No, I'm all down for jokes. That was funny. <laughs> I guess we should explain. I was going to come after last week where I was saying, fuck you, Craig. I was going to come in with you, Craig. Yeah, because it just ended off. But, yeah, but <laughs> here we are. The joke is but done. That's, that's it. See you on the show. Uh, and, we'll be... Oh, hold on, hold what? on. God damn it, we one were almost out plug. of here. One more plug for a good listener. All right, he sends okay. us emails. He makes me feel uncomfortable with everyone he writes. <laughs> so the podcast is what bros think. So okay, there you go. Baby. All right, hey, hey, can we get can we get Craig the fuck out of here? I'm uh, Craig. Needs to get the fuck out of here. No food this week. All right, peace out, bitches. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. Welcome to the N4G Podcast. This is gonna be a very interesting episode. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio layer. Play games, not consoles. No bad boys allowed. And then I, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.